environmental software. Log Radio. Welcome to Ambets Radio. At Ambets Radio, we're dedicated to providing the who, what, where, when, and why of everything Ambets nationwide. For over 50 shows now, Ambets Radio not only educates, but tries to inspire all veterans serving veterans with interviews that are not only thought-provoking, but through humor, decades of wisdom, lots of great stories, and of course, information about Ambets. It's our goal at Ambets Radio that after hearing this show, you'll walk away different than you arrived. We thank you for taking the time to listen to Ambets Radio. And for more information, including upcoming shows or previous ones, visit ambetsradio.com. Now sit back and relax, buckle up and get ready, because the Ambets Radio train is about to leave the station. Welcome to Ambets Radio, show number 72, live from the 2018 Ambets National Convention. What a wonderful privilege and an opportunity it is to be here in Orlando and to have this live show, and we are so excited. I got to tell you, Alex, it's so great to be here, isn't it? It's, it's something else, Perry. I mean, we did that little poolside excursion earlier. We had visited some hospitality suites, and now we've got the national the National Commander, soon to be past National Commander, sitting right in front of us. We got nominations for new officers today, Perry. It's exciting. Well, one thing's for sure, the buzz is going absolutely insane. Everybody is extremely excited about all the things that are going on. And Commander, first of all, I just want to take the time to thank you. Last year, we met for the first time, and uh, you shared the excitement for the show, and I told you that we would be committed to this and give it everything that we have. And that's exactly what we've done. And we could not have done it without you and your support. And the, the fact that you have spread the word about the show, just thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome, Perry. It was my pleasure to, to do that. How's and, the uh, year been? It's been really <laughs> fast. Uh, 22 and a wake up, or 21 and a wake up, I'm sorry, as of today. But uh, we just got the nominations over with for the new officers next year. So uh, uh, everything's going to be – the new officer will be elected Saturday. Uh, so we're uh, – it, they're, they're going to get ready to start a new year, and, and I'm winding down. Although I'm not winding down. <laughs> I'm actually just getting started. Yeah. <laughs> My post just gave me a position, and, and uh, I'll, I'll be the new executive director for the Department of Louisiana. So they, uh, they threw me right in the, right in the briar patch. But uh, we're going we're gonna to make it happen, just like we did this year on the national level. Now, being a past national commander, do they treat you like the past presidents get treated? I mean, are, is there any, any perks which you get after the fact? Uh, no, not really. No, no, same no old, perks. Same old. Yeah, they just, they just call you a past national commander, a PNC. <laughs> I mean, you know, now not a whole lot of them call me by my name. You know, they just say commander, and when they say commander, well, you turn around and look, you know, but <laughs> next year it won't be that way. They'll, they'll be yelling Marion you know, and that way I'll know they're talking to me, but, uh, but uh, it, it's been a fantastic year. Uh, as you know, we've talked about it several times. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to continue on. Uh, I'm, I'm still going to be on the, uh, automatically on the finance committee uh, next year. And, uh, but we're just going to keep doing what we, we did this year. Uh, setting back won't have the authority but we're going to be setting back and uh and and helping everyone that, that needs to help this next year 
last year we we had an interview at, at Norfolk and and you had some goals which you wanted to set for this year. I know it's come up probably quicker than you thought the one year was going to come. Did you achieve what you wanted to achieve? And was there anything you maybe wanted to improve that you didn't get a chance to? It, I would have started early on some of the goals that I set because you don't realize when time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> time flies when you're trying to get a job done. And it's uh, if I could stay around for another year, I could probably accomplish everything I wanted to do. But uh, of course we only have 12 months to do it in, but, uh, we've had, we had those things come up this, this last year that, uh, actually went over my goal mm. with the, uh, you know, little situation with the, uh, NFL and getting the Hill team started. And that, that wasn't a goal of mine because it hadn't happened when I took over, but, uh, it, it, it got our name out there, Iron Bet's uh, name. And uh, it's it's still going with us. We're we're still doing fantastic on the on the police stand, and uh, I think it's going to continue on. Uh, if it slacks up, I'll give them a nudge and say, "Hey, <laughs> we got to keep doing this." And uh, we're we're still we're still doing great on that. And uh, getting on the topic of that, uh, Clay uh, Greenfield, the truck driver that uh, we interviewed a couple of times. Uh, he's been in three races already this year. Ambets has been represented there. We sent, uh, my, uh, department commander to Texas motor speedway, uh, where he raced there with Ambets police stand truck. Uh, he raced in Louisville, Ken uh, well, Kentucky motor speedway. Uh, I sent our son's commander, Harold Collins over and, uh, he represented us there and, uh, they, they love it. They love what he does. And, Got to, if I had a piece of oak, I'd knock on it because uh, I'm maybe possibly going, not this weekend, of course, but next weekend, and go to the uh, Coliseum, uh, Bristol. Wow. He's supposed to be racing in Bristol. so uh, And he's got his truck wrapped just like he has before with Ambet's Police Stand. And uh, we're actually going to have him here. He's going to be here uh, tomorrow evening. And uh, for a day and spend the evening with us. So he may get here a little early to we can get him on for a couple of minutes. That'd be great. So yeah. Matter of fact, the new uh, the new secretary did great yesterday. Yes, I was but gonna, he laughed. Bring, I was going to bring that up. Yes, he. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, hoping to get him, but what can you do? I mean, again. Right. Yeah, Mr. Wilkie. Uh, Mr. Wilkie left uh, while he was here in our in our luncheon that we had for him at uh, noon yesterday. Uh, he signed the uh, MOU. Uh, memorandum of understanding with us uh, for our heel team. Uh, so he's going to support us on that. Mm. And uh, that was a big step of doing that in here, you know, at the convention when he, when he came in and uh, he's, he was, the, the members seemed to like him that talked to him. You know, uh, we actually had our district commanders here, which is, all 50 states, the district commanders that handle all those states here to ask him questions. And he answered them just, so he's, he is a very intelligent individual. And uh, I think he's going to be a big asset for us. And uh, we, we did support him uh, this year. Uh, we had the, uh, we went to his confirmation hearing uh, with the Department of Veterans Affairs and uh, he did an outstanding job with them. Uh, I think it was uh, 
Mr. Tester told him, he says, you must have had all this memorized because he said, this is not your first rodeo. They, they didn't stump him on anything. They asked him. Wow. I mean, he did very well on that. So, What would be one of your most fondest memories of this year, something that, that you'll, you'll hold on to for the rest of your life? Besides getting away from MBETs, I mean, I don't mean getting away from MBETs. I'm fine with what I've done this year. Uh, there's there's so many different things that that I've I've done and and and, and people I've talked to this year. It, it's hard to pick one thing out. But and I I told her this morning I, I went on the auxiliary floor uh, and Marvell Rubel, which is my auxiliary president for this year. Um, I, I brought her a little gift, and she goes, well, she goes, I was going to give you this on the on your floor, but I'll give it to you now. So she made me open it on her floor. And when I opened it, I go, how did you do that? I said, I've been trying to meet this man for years. And I had to explain it to the auxiliary because they a lot of them are not into NASCAR. <laughs> I love NASCAR. My TV's on NASCAR. My driver's number 48, Jimmy Johnson, Lowe Chevrolet. I opened this package up, and it was a picture of Jimmy Johnson. With my name on it mm. and original signature. Wow. I said, how did you do that? It took him a month and a half to go through the chain to get to get him to sit down. But uh, but he did tell them when they when they talked to him that uh, they they appreciated you know us the veterans you know, but uh, she gave me that this morning that I'm not saying it made my year which it didn't because I've done a lot of stuff in MBETS this year that did it but for this convention I told him I said Muhammad Ali can not wipe the smile off my face <laughs> <laughs> this, the rest of this weekend you know it's not going to happen so uh, but uh, but anyway the the. One of the main things is is the trips that we took. Uh, I'll tell you when we went to Taiwan, uh, the the Veterans Affairs over there, those folks are unreal. I mean, they are totally unreal. Uh, and a lot of members and a lot of veterans and a lot of just folks don't understand what all goes on in Hawaii with all the the uh, different uh, organizations and not organizations, but uh, trying to think of the word for it, but uh, the, the different military installations over there that do different things, you know, and, and one that was the, the really impressive one uh, was the one that gets the remains of, of these. Which were affairs? Members. And they go through all the DNA to get this, you know, to try to locate them and, and, and identify them. And all these that just came in last week or this week, uh, the remains that came in from, from Korea, they're all going there. And we got to go see that whole facility of how they operate. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't take a, it doesn't take a day. It, it takes months and years for them to identify them. 
but depending on what geographical area that they were found in uh, there. But uh, that was that was that was really impressive. Uh, and but it's 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 a total of everything that went on this year, and uh, it's just been a fantastic year. Uh, my officers have been just great. I mean, they have supported me and backed me and taken care of business when I wasn't around to, to take care of. Uh, if I could do it again, I would. Unfortunately, it's one year, one year term, but uh, I'll I'd, I'd do it again. Was there anything within the year that you wish you didn't do? <laughs> or, you know, because obviously no one's perfect, but any, anything uh, that stands out? I had to make some, some decisions this year that I didn't want to make. Uh, but it was for the betterment of the organization. And I really, I don't feel bad about making them. I, I just, I, I didn't want to make them. But uh, it was just part of the job, you know, that you have. It's leadership. <laughs> uh, well, that's what it's called, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And uh, some of, like I say, some of the, you know, a couple of the decisions I had to make, I really didn't want to make, but uh, I didn't make them on my own. Uh, I, Joe uh, is Trust me, he's he's my not my right hand man. He's my right and left hand man, and uh, we discuss everything before any decisions made. And uh, so, you know, we that way we know what we're up against if it backfires. But we haven't had anything backfire on us because we do it the right way. So, uh, but but we've had a good year with that. So I would have to if I were to ask myself that same question, what was one thing this year that really changed? I don't think I could just stick to one thing. I, I, I would have to have like 26 different things. The one thing that I can think of was you announcing the NFL thing on Ambit's radio that you, that you got the phone call. That was, that was very cool. That was, that was one of those things where I was able to say to myself, you know, it isn't every day that you get an opportunity to get a piece of news. Cause who are we? I mean, we're just, we're just a couple guys trying to run a show to help right. communicate news and the timing was absolutely perfect because who would have thought that you were I mean, I didn't know. And, yeah. so, and so every single time you called I had no choice but well, to say well hey you got any more news trust me that was a that was a surprise you know I mean nobody knows you know when you're gonna get something like that and uh but of course you know when it when we did uh to paraphrase that I guess we took the ball and ran with it <laughs> But the reality of it didn't hit till like a week later when I was sitting there in the morning with my coffee and there you are on Fox news. I went, well, that's pretty cool. You know? And then I turn on CNN you're there and I turn on, and I was just like, it's nothing but AMVETS all over. And then when I called Joe and I said, Joe, how much do you think in value did AMVETS get? He said about $60 million worth of advertising. For nothing. I mean, that's unheard of. That's, yeah. I mean, that's just, that is just an amazing, amazing thing. Do you have any questions yes. for the commander? Well, I mean, first of all, talking about the NFL thing, I mean, I, I didn't expect anything different from Roger Goodell. I mean, the, the man couldn't even admit that there were concussions going on in the NFL. How are we going to really expect him to differentiate something between, you know, honoring our nation's veterans and, something that's politically motivated, as he put it. Right. You know, I, I didn't expect anything different, and I really think that you handled that with the utmost professionalism, Commander. I mean, some people, uh, under that kind of stress, I don't think, you know, we're, we're all human, but 
you you handled it in the exact manner that I think a lot of the post commanders expected you to uphold it. I mean, it's it's been my privilege to to serve as a, a post officer underneath your command because if there's one thing that I've noticed, it's that Commander Polk always has the betterment of the organization at heart, and that goes all the way down to the post level. I mean, the first time I've actually met him in person was at the town hall event in Smyrna, which was absolutely amazing, Perry. I wish we could have been, I wish you could have been there. It was just great. And, you know, Commander Polk actually listened to the general concerns, and I, I think that's what you expect in a leader, and I hope that, you know, whoever is elected to replace him in this upcoming term it could uphold the same values that he held in office. I mean, one thing that we had talked about, Commander, and I, I, hate, I hate to put you on the spot about this, is... Uh, Here we go. Buckle we, we were told at um, this convention meeting that, we would, that there would be a discussion at the Finance Committee about the future of AMVETS Radio within the organization. Has there been anything new coming forward with that, or...? I've talked about that already today. Ooh. Not to you. <laughs> Was that to you, Perry? No. Ooh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I... Are we going to have a surprise announcement on the show? I'm not sure, but you have to, you have to start here, and until you get here, then you don't say anything. Ooh. Because, you know, you get your hopes up, and it's like, oh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. The right so, thing done at the right time. I would rather not... I would rather not give you hopeful news and then have to turn around and say there is no news. Of course. That's right. No, you're right. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's very true. So do you know how to keep a radio announcer in suspense? By not telling him anything. I'll tell you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ooh. You gotta love it. You gotta. Only from you, Commander. Now, I think that's what I love most about you. Now, Commander Polk, we had uh, Andrew Loomish on the show last week. And before that, we had a couple of intense topics. Have you, as the leader of the organization, what do you think about some of the topics we discussed on the show since these, you know, last few months? Well, uh, I, I really like them. I haven't been able to listen to a lot of the shows because I've been on the road and, you know, it, I mean, it's not that I haven't been busy, but <laughs> I've been a little busy. And, uh, but uh, the one that you had, uh, Actually, you had it two weeks in a row. We had the TBI on and the, the TBI brain, and yeah, and the uh, and the military sexual assault. Sexual those assault, were two. right? Two, two, two shows, and uh, those those were very good. And it's a good show whenever you know, whenever you have to stop and then start over again the next week to continue what you discussed the week before. You know, uh, kind of like a. That's one thing that we try to to go for is that these are topics that. Some people don't like us talking about, but those are the topics that need to be talked about because when you're too afraid to talk about something, then nothing ever gets action taken against it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, yes. by, by these being such tough topics and being sensitive in nature, I, I feel like as an organization, when we have the courage to discuss it and to talk about solutions and to say, I am not afraid to confront this issue, that's when the real work begins and gets taken care of. One of the yeah. things that we just did, by the way, um, we have these shirts. There were shirts that Post 44 made, right? Yeah. And um, they wanted to make sure that you had one before you left. Oh, well, I appreciate that. Oh, yes. 
What does it say on it? I support American veterans. I a flag on the front, and then I stand for the national anthem. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. That's, that's for you, sir. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. How you doing, Jason? I'm truly blessed. Good. Actually, Good. Jason, if you we, want to come we, have, we a have a mic, come yeah, on now. I mean, you know how we do things here. <laughs> and I've seen pictures of you. And this is Christopher I, Sup I, from I, I, SAP. SAP. Uh, brought back pictures from whenever we chartered our outpost, and, and you guys were in, in a picture together. So oh, yeah. To meet you, the, the shirts were inspired by the advertising, the national advertising, and all that kind of stuff, I think. So, well, I appreciate that. I really do. Absolutely. Yes. Commander, I did want to tell you, we did a, uh, we have an extremely patriotic area that we live in uh, right there in middle Tennessee, in the heart of Tennessee, uh, equal distance from Nashville, Knoxville, Chattanooga, and uh, have an incredible mayor that's got a heart for patriotism. And, and uh, over the 4th of July week, uh, they do several big events that they call Red, White, and Boom, uh, leading Red, up White to... And boom. That's right, uh, and that leads up to the second largest uh, fireworks display in the state of Tennessee, and Nashville has the largest, or I'm sorry, second largest fireworks display in the nation, second only to Washington, D.C., is Nashville, and then the second largest in the state of Tennessee is Cookville, and uh, so the mayor invited us, our local post of AMBETS, knowing that we were new and getting started to set up. We raised over $3,000 over uh, the 4th of July weekend and that, that Wednesday, of course. And uh, these the shirts were a big part of it. The community, when they saw these shirts, they just, they absolutely loved it. And, oh, yes. uh, and it's just something you started that is spreading like wildfire across our nation and, and something that we need to have again in our nation. And that is a sense of respect for our, our nation, for our flag, for our veterans. And a lot of that started with you and, and everything that you represented. So I just, I appreciate you. And we wanted you to have one of those shirts. Not well, a big deal. I, I, I thank you for that. And, uh, I'm not saying you're like maybe one of my officers when you call, but, uh, if you check your phone back a few months ago, you'll see where I tried to contact you. And, well, and I call, tried to call you back, sir, just for the record. I absolutely did try to call you back. I called back to the office. Uh, oh, you called in my office and, you, and you, you didn't get me. If you didn't call me on my cell phone, I probably didn't get it. I see. I see. Okay. Well, that's what happened. But I absolutely did try, Dude, to, no try problem. to return that's your no call. Problem. And I don't know that I have your cell phone, so we'll correct that before the day's out. Absolutely. Yes. Ooh, Jason's you getting important contacts here. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, I've gotten phone. plenty of phone numbers well, in my time, I'm but never an national I'm going to give you my personal cell phone. Ooh. My office cell phone? Yes, sir. 21 days in a wake-up, and I won't have that phone anymore. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, My I, personal phone, I'll have you, but I will give you that, and I'll give you serious. my... Well, I think you have mine, but my cell phone. Well, and you always are welcome here. You know that. Always. Well, I, I would think so. I mean, always. <laughs> I would hope so. There's never. I love, I love you guys. You know, I mean, we. Thank you. Who gets, we love you too. Who gets who gets them on the air for you? You do. You and not only that, and I'm glad you mentioned that because Jason took over the show while I was in the hospital. And when the day I came back, you were on the show, and I asked you a question. You stopped the question and you said, "Perry, hold on." Glad to have you back. It makes all the hours that this takes worth every minute because these veterans need a voice. And if we can be that voice to them. 
in whatever sound style. Don't, don't judge me. <laughs> don't judge me. In whatever way, so be it. And I know, without a doubt, if we were at show 72, <laughs> we were at show 16 as Ambets, Tennessee. 17 Ambets, Tennessee. Right. On show 18 Ambets, Tennessee, it was show 20 that it changed to Ambes Radio. And so I just wanted to, to first of all, because we have, we've, got, we've got six minutes left, but I also know you have a bit of a time crunch. Um, the last yeah. thing and the only thing that, that I wanted to bring up was what advice would you give to the next national career? Because that, that still has to be voted on, correct? How many yes, people Saturday. are running for that position? Only one. Uh, yeah, he's, he's probably going to go in with uncontested because he's, he's already been the chair uh, in the other offices. So, uh, yeah, he, Rachel, he's, he will be our next national commander. Nobody is going to run against him. What would be, if, if similar to when, and I, this really isn't even a fair comparison, because when Obama left office and Trump, they had to talk, you know, the, the presidents usually discuss, and I would never compare you two, because obviously you're both on the same page. They were not. What would be, what, what is a, a, a conversation, some advice that you would give Reg in moving forward? Because he's actually going to be on the show uh, later on, and I just want to make sure that uh, that that he has a chance to hear uh, some of that. What 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 B- advice? Besides, don't do it. No, <laughs> no, no, no. You don't understand. Before you I guys just nominate him, and he he, 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 leaned, he no, leaned over. He'd want to he, do it he again. Says if he could go another term, he would. I know. I know. You know I always, but they, they just nominated him, and they asked him if he accepted the nomination. And he leaned over <laughs> to me, and he said, "What do you think I ought to do?" <laughs> Say yes. That's awesome. <laughs> but uh, now, Reg and I have been talking. Uh, you know, we don't we don't come into this position cold turkey, not knowing anything that what's going right. on. Uh, he'll be brought up abreast of everything that's going on uh, that uh, is not finalized now, and it may take into his term to get to finalized. But uh, you know, he's he's being brought up to speed on that. You know, I'll let him know what's going on. Uh, you know, get that little transitional period in there. But it's just it's just not all at one time. It's talking a few minutes today and, and uh, this afternoon, maybe talking a few more minutes, you know, just talking about different things that, that needs to be done. And, uh, but he, he, he's aware of, of what he's going to be getting into whenever he goes into the office. Um, he knows that the, the, our directors there uh, take care of the work for him that he needs to have done. You know, uh, you know I, I need a letter written up. Uh, thanking Perry for letting me come on the show. And a few minutes later, there's a letter in front of me. All I have to do is sign it. <laughs> right. you know? But you give them the gist of what you yeah. want the letter to say, you know, and, and they and they take care of that type of work for you. And uh, the the other thing is just going to be, it'll it'll be on a daily basis. Uh, it was this year uh, with information that came in and problems that they have in different areas uh, that you have to look into. Uh, I rate people that want to, call up and say nasty things about MBETS, which I don't talk to. And if I do, I'll let them finish arguing. And I'll say, how was it like talking to yourself? And I hang the phone up. You know? <laughs> I mean, it simple. I'm not arguing with anybody. That's awesome. I'm not, I haven't argued with anybody this last year since I've been the commander. Wow. Praise God. And I've had, trust me, I've had some phone calls. And uh, they finished, and I said, it's been nice talking to you. Uh Hang up. So, no arguments. Well, Perry, um, 
I, I know the commander's got quite a time crunch coming on. He's got his family to go meet, and we've got our next guest actually about ready to come into the room. But before we do that, yes, if your team who supported you this year was listening to the show, what would you like to tell them? Tell you, I, I got had comments to make to the auxiliary, to the sons, to the juniors. I usually shoot from the hip. This year, I said I wasn't going to do that. I sat in my office. I typed up my little speech. I did this starting three weeks ago. I type up, and I think about it, and I'd say, you know what? I said. Something else I need to add to that, or I'll think of something that I need to put on there. So I'll go back in and I'll I'll change it and I'll print it out and I'll read it. And the next day I'll think of something else and I'll go in and I'll change it and I'll and I'll print it out. And I told him I said I used a whole ream of paper (laughs) for two pages, (laughs) you know, of, of changing. But the entire organization this year. Has supported me. Uh, my my officers have, have supported me. Uh, the, our headquarters staff have supported me. Uh, Ambet's radio has supported me. Uh, a lot of other folks have supported me. Uh, and I'll give you a little quick example. Of, I'm not saying supported me, but they 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 did their homework. Uh, I was at Mr. Wilkie's. Uh, confirmation hearing at the Veterans Affairs Committee. He came in the room. He walked around. He was talking to different people. He walked up to me and he looked at my hat and he said, Man, you're the AMBETS National Commander. I said, yes, sir. He said, Alexandria, Louisiana, right? And I said, mm-hmm. yes, sir. And uh, he said, I, he went to law school in Loyola in New Orleans and his family lives there. Mm-hmm in New Orleans, but we rattle on about different things about Louisiana. So he did his checking on me, but when we left and when we, when he left yesterday, uh, we have a, just, we're going to work well together. And I told him, I said, when you come to Louisiana, come by and visit us, make sure it's after February crawfish season's in. <laughs> Cause you probably hadn't crawfish in a while. And, um, uh, but it's meeting individuals like that, that that know what you do, support you, and I'll tell you, I've met a lot of Capitol Hill folks this year. A lot of Capitol Hill folks this year, and uh, have become friends with them, not just on the business aspect of it of of getting things done, but on the personal side, and. Uh, it's, it's, it's been great. And uh, like I say, everybody has been been over backwards this year to help me and support me. And uh, like I said, if I, could, if I could do it again, I would. Well, But uh, I, I knew what I was getting into when I came on. And I'm going to make sure Reeves knows what he's getting into when he steps on board. And uh, But I'm one that's not going to step on his toes once I leave. It'll be his... His uh, his commitment to to do what I do I, I did this year, and uh, I think you will. I, I really think you will. 
Well, Commander, we can't thank you enough for all the times you've been on the show. We look forward to the future and, and hearing about all the things which you're going to do. And, uh, folks, we are going to be right back with Ambitch Radio Show number 72. We're going to go ahead and pay some bills. Coming up next is the National Chief Strategy Officer, Sherman Gilliams, Jr., and our National Chief Medical Exam- uh, Executive, Lana McKenzie. We'll be right back, folks. Thank you. And I think you got me again tomorrow, though. Um, do I have it again? All, I didn't know that, but that's awesome. All fine. I'll take it. I think you do. Excellent. Do you mind taking a photo with us, Commander? Yep. This is what we're doing differently this year. We didn't do it last year, and I said that's a huge mistake. You just make sure our heads aren't cut off. I want to get up to that front desk up there, and I've already been up there for a while now. You're going to be curious. And, uh, and oh, I'm blaming it on you guys. That's <laughs> One more. Not pretty. No, I said pretty bear. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you very much. No problem. Thank you so much. Okay. I'll uh, I'll stop in. Back and forth. What's her friend? I have those been a while ago. I just haven't. Oh no, no, no. You guys can appreciate it. Yeah, I need I got the same Okay. How you doing, I don't have those nice boom. When I saw your guys' picture, I said, I gotta get me some boom stuff, man. That'd be a great idea. I'm like, I need to do that. You made the one from Angela? Yeah, yesterday from the thingy. Well, the headphones. Huh? Yeah, grab one. Uh, I don't think those out. Those are not mine. Yeah. You're smiling your Yeah. So, Alex. Hey, how are you? All right. I have this problem. I can't yeah, I got you. Even when I'm sitting down. That's all right. The good news is, I just point it up a little bit more. There you go. It, it, I think it's kind of moving on its own. Though. He, his, he had a big mouth, so no matter if you have... Oh, no. Yes. I just make sure it doesn't fall down on me. The good news is about this show is we do run live, mm-hmm. and I'm running live on Facebook, but I'm doing do an audio recording too, so I'm going to go back and yep. add the commercials and the PSAs and all that kind of stuff. When are you going to run it uh, recorded? Huh? When are you going to run the recorded version? Tonight. Okay. As soon as I get back to the room, as long as I don't... Because I'm still only under three hours sleep after a yeah. 17-hour drive. Yeah. Well, whose fault's that, Perry? I mean, you had a Dodge Charger. You could have made yeah, more yeah, time. Yeah, well, but... You could have made better time. It was someone else's car, too. So <laughs> what All right, folks. Welcome back to Ambet's Radio Show number 72. And what a wonderful interview with the commander. He has always been a, a, a gentleman. And coming up now are... Uh, and, and, and I really don't say this lightly because within all the interviews we've had, and we've had over 175 interviews, um, you have a favorite interview. You have something that really sticks with you. And your testimony stuck with me. Um, and we, we're not going to have to go over that tonight because it's on pre- But if you get a chance, go to um, ambassradio.com and search for Lana McKenzie and just listen to the interview and you'll understand what I'm talking about. But what, what was so fascinating is that 
we were, we were given an opportunity to help promote the heel team when the heel team was just brand new. And I mean, our interviews have been amazing, but some time has gone by. And this is almost like a recap of what's been going on. Do we have any new stories, anything that's, you know, worthy of, of, and of course, any news breaks, anything news that you guys haven't made any announcements on yet. I'd like to twist your arm under the table to announce it here just to help us. But if you do, you do, you don't, you don't. But what's been going on with the heel team? I know you've had town hall meetings. You had one in Nashville and then you had one here, correct? Yes. How'd they go? Well, we expressed our commitment to hearing from the people that are most impacted by the policies of the Department of Veterans Affairs and they came out and let their voices be heard. And we were uh, able to convey many of the concerns and, and, and interests to the secretary uh, during a lunch meeting we had with him yesterday, uh, which was part of our commitment. We're going to be the voice for you. So we're very proud of the, the way that uh, they show up and um, speak up for women veterans, speak up for Vietnam veterans, speak up for veterans with mental health issues. We saw the entire gamut of of those types of underserved populations within the veteran community come out and represent, you know, be sort of the voice for the entire group that falls in that category. So we're, we're very happy about that work. And what's happened now is the, the posts in AMVETS have become very excited and intend to reach out to us. We've already got offers to go to Maine, uh, Ohio, you know, places you don't ordinarily think about, but we're, we're very excited that, this is taking fire, and we're looking forward to hearing from more veterans. There was a um, one of the things that that I really love about about this team is the personal touch. I have a, a client of mine who's a veteran mm-hmm. who shared with me over a phone call something he was going through, and within five minutes, I gave him your phone number because. I knew this is right up your guys' alley. This is somebody who, A, is not an AMBETS member, who could be, but who has gone through heck and high water to try and get taken care of. And usually when you give someone's number and you ask them how did it go, they say, well, I left a voicemail. You know what his answer was? Not only did he get back to me, but he's already working on it. That's huge, Sherman. That's because... God saw fit to bring me a veteran in need. And I had, and who else was I going to bring him to? That's what you guys do. And not only, and so it isn't just by actions or, or by words alone that you guys provide a service, but it's by your actions. And, you know, I, I don't know what the end result is yet. I'm sure it's a work in progress because you've got all this red tape and all this mix up and all this stuff that you've got to undo like spaghetti. And so, but I, I just, I, I wanted to publicly tell you that I was really impressed by that, 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 that for those who might be a critic of the heel team or have an opinion, because mm-hmm. in today's world, everybody has an opinion, sure. right? <laughs> Very and, and not always are the opinions positive and good. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're negative and sometimes, but I just needed to let you know from, a, from an outside point of view that you guys are doing an amazing job. You know, not not only Sherman treat client that way, he treats staff that way. So if he wants something, he wanted to hear that it's done or I'm working on it. So it's reflection of his commitment to serve veterans. He's very passionate about it. And I think that's one of the choice to work with Sherman that he could be demanding, but it's all boiled down to getting the veteran the need, they, the help they need. I mean, 
I mean, he, he is very respectful and he treats everybody very well, but I mean, apparently Nancy Pelosi didn't feel as convinced as other people. Well, you know, I'm a, <laughs> I, I try to stay as, as focused on actual issues, uh, and Alex is referring to, uh, I won't call it, I'll just say it was a, a brief, uh, I won't even call it a confrontation. I was at the Reagan Airport and I ran into, for some reason, there were a lot of congressional officials roaming around. I don't know if they were all going somewhere. And I ran into two congressional officials. One was Nancy Pelosi. The other was Brian Mast, uh, the Dole amputee, uh, who's, who's out of Florida. And on the one hand, and I've, seen, I've, I've interacted with Nancy Pelosi before. And, and when you see a guy in a wheelchair who's obviously a veteran, sometimes it behooves you to take advantage of the moment. And I, she was busy, I guess, and kind of blew past me. But, uh, but about c- contrasted that with... Brian Mast, who was in line uh, at a Starbucks, and uh, not only did he talk to me, he also remembered the conversation we had had, and when I went to get a seat at the restaurant that I, I went to, he walked over to me, and we had another conversation about legislation that he'd like for us to take a look at. Uh, that's real representation, and so I'm not, I'm not going to cast aspersions on, on uh, Ms. Pelosi for what she did, but it is important that when you have representatives go to D.C., they never forget where they came from or why they're there or who put them there, and even though I'm not a resident of Florida, I thought it was very honorable uh, uh, to come over and engage me on, you know, a serious veteran issue. I'm glad you shared that because I wasn't a, a privy to that conversation, <laughs> that, that there was a, a confrontation there. And, and really, it just goes to show you the level of division mm-hmm. that we have in this country. But our love for veterans I don't think is divided. I, I, I really yeah. believe even for Democrats and Republicans, I do believe that they do want to help veterans. Mm-hmm. Do they want to help? Are they as passionate? That I don't know. Right. Did you guys have an opportunity to talk to Wilkie when he was here? We did. We had a, a great um, get-together with AMVET leadership. Um, we asked his uh, priority for veterans, and he was right on point. I mean, as a clinician, I was uh, pleasantly hearing some of the initiative like uh, loan forgiveness to recruit nurses and doctors to come work for the VA. That's huge. And also we uh, restarted the training for new doctor in the VA. So those are some of the point where a lot of uh, other leadership was missing how to retain and recruit talent into the VA. He also really understand the importance of customer service, which you know that's somewhat lacking in some VA facility. And um, hopefully that message get around and we see some improvements real soon because veterans not only have choice, but they also inform. So when you have a customer who's smart and know know how to shop for their options, you need to shape up. Over this last six months, how's it been going overall? I mean, obviously, not, not everything is easy, but overall. I can recap what I report yesterday to the NEC. Uh, actually, it's four months since the call center and the HEAL program was launched, which is the end of March. So four months, uh, we're able to reach out to 1,013 posts, uh, talking to all the leaders and um, spread the information about HEAL program. We um, host two town hall. We had a Hill American Symposium in uh, Georgetown, Washington, D.C., University, uh, educating lawmaker, clinician, 
who uh, wasn't aware about the crisis of mental health and the importance of advocating uh, from individual perspective. Uh, we published about four different uh, Heal American Veterans article nationwide. We were on several TV interview. Um, what else, Sherman? And we estimate about 300 veterans' lives have been impacted by our program during that period. Um, and it's not a credit thing. It's just it's just encouraging everybody to understand it. It's a big problem, but you start one veteran at a time. And eventually, when you look back, you've helped a heck of a lot of people. If you're just diligent about, you know, when you get somebody, a, a number or a referral, just get to working on it, you know. And then it's going to be another one the next day, another one the next day. And then, and then pretty soon you have that number. So we're going to look. Uh, our best metric is who's been served and, and what was the outcome, um, the complete outcome, not what we did at the end of the call, but what happened that, that was the step the steps we took to, t- to change someone's life or the arc it was on, uh, typically uh, not a good arc. Um, so that's, that's, you know, we kind of celebrated that as we came into convention, we wanted to know, and we hadn't looked back before. We didn't, we didn't concern ourselves with numbers, but what we had to for this, and uh, we're proud of that number now. We intend to triple that number if we can in the coming months. Do you find that, that through these, through these town hall meetings, as people begin to share their opinions and feelings, are you learning a lot of them? I mean, is there things that were not part of your program that now are a part because somebody spoke up and said something? I think Sherman uh, touched the logistic of town hall, how important it is to hear from the field and people who outside of the D.C. bubble, um, their personal challenges and how services provided to them. But we also inform veterans on, you know, just a simple of, there's a legislation was passed. How is it impacting you? What you what question do you have? Because lots of times veterans are confused with so many messages that coming out from different uh, routes, you know, radio, TV, their own representative. We want to be that voice for the veterans, focus on health care, benefit, and how to have a quality of life and what you can do for yourself and your neighbor when it comes to advocating, you know, make your voice heard, like, Share at the town hall. Talk to your representative. Sherman usually asks, how many of you know your senator in your state? How many, you know, so it's it's, it's a starting point, but people don't think about that until it's been asked. And we also, um, we did uncover some trends throughout town halls. Um, One was women veterans. And we we already know the problem, but when you hear the stories, then you can really get down to what we do to fix it. You know, and we did talk to the secretary about some of the things that the women veterans were telling us that maybe we suspected, but these are real people, you know, and, and, I, and one thing I told him, uh, my parting advice to him is don't ever get allergic to bad news, because once you do that, that's, that begins the downfall. That has began the downfall for all the secretaries that I've had to interact with. They get to this point where they only want to hear good news from their staff, and their staff will accommodate that, but then the bad news still kind of happens, and things are still kind of happening outside of the the scope of their awareness until it becomes a crisis and then they're gone. Uh, and, and we're tired of seeing that happen. So uh, I, he, he said he took it to heart. We'll see. Uh, and, and it'll be easy to tell because then you'll start to see policies that address uh, military sexual trauma. We supported the military justice improvement act, which is uh, an act that's going a law that if it's passed, it's going to allow um, JAG offices instead of commanders to uh, investigate sexual abuse claims. An independent, investigation is, is, is much more preferred than one where a commander within the unit has to maybe drop the axe on some star performer he has because of some misjudgment. We want that to be out of the system. We want to take that out of the hands of commanders 
and have the victims feel like they've been properly uh, served and protected by the people they uh, they work for, uh, and in many cases at, at the risk of their life. So we're going to look at the women veterans issue. Uh, we're going to ask that question throughout the country because it seems to be the one thing that no matter where we go, those women stand up and they're starting to speak out about their experience. Um, and there were other things. Access to care is, is the reason why we exist, but what form does it take? What, what form do those barriers take? That's what we're starting to hear. Not paying, not a doctor not getting paid on time or, you know, uh, the VA screwing it up, not making the appointment and, 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 and them having to settle for less. We want to put an end to having to settle for mediocrity in this agency. Um, and we're going to try to do that across the nation with every town hall that we conduct. You also have a new national commander coming in who is very behind women, mm-hmm. very much to women veterans. He's going to be pushing that consistently. Right behind him is Jan Brown, mm-hmm. who obviously is very passionate. Mm-hmm. And I just think that the next, and again, this is an opinion only, and it's only based upon the facts that I've witnessed myself, but I think over the next three to five years, AMBETS is going to change significantly and for the better. I mean, overall, mm-hmm. just the atmosphere itself and the way it's ran and how it's because again nothing stays the same well i mean if you look at it perry i mean amvets has 250,000 members compared to the 2.5 of the 2.5 million of the american legion i think vfw has 1.5 million dav has another 1.5 million so when it comes to membership i mean i i can't help but notice numbers wise we're a little bit behind like we're significantly behind but are we i mean but it feels be, like because it was two hundred fifty thousand two years ago and we've got new members now so does anybody have a number i yeah. heard it close to three hundred thousand now okay so that but but no, I, I, that's still but let me speak to that though because i think vso has put far too much stock in those numbers and i'll tell you you could probably audit those lists and they fluctuate it's never static that same number so i think what they need to focus on is the accomplishments, and that's what I was. Well, how, how whether they're delivering on the what promise, and I'll tell you, I'll give you an example of, of why we need to change our focus. These newer groups, they don't have memberships. Yeah. They don't. They they just say we represent. Now, there's only one VSO that can truly say we represent the interests of all 20 million veterans in this country. And that's Anvis, because our criteria allows us that. Mm-hmm. So every law that we get passed, whether they're our members or not, we're going to serve them. In fact, people are surprised to find out that our heel team. Most calls are not AMVETS members, yeah. but how you get those members, if you deliver, you deliver something, you don't stick an application interface, you fix their lives. And then if they want to join, they're going to join because they want to be a part of it. And that's what we rather have. Not only that, how many other veteran service organizations have a radio show? <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> Got to plug it, right, Perry? Got to put right? that plug in there. I mean, that, that's... Oh, All right, see? So... Ultimately, and which is fine, by the way, this what I love about Ambus Radio. One thing that will never change about Ambus Radio is we are an involvement radio show. <laughs> I might not have a mic, but we can certainly hear you. So just rest assured, cheer, boo, dilly, hiss, dilly. whatever you want, but just keep him quiet because this one over here is a troublemaker. Uh-huh. I spent 14 hours in the car with him. Look out. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. You're- oh, yeah. Like, by the way, sorry by the way who I'm talking about him. is. is uh, say again? Yes. <laughs> what did you think? I had to come here. <laughs> what do you, you 
know, I tell you what. Once you get them started, uh, no, no, yeah. no, you've got to understand. That's what makes the humor. It's sub- Sometimes we'll have interviews that we don't expect to go the way we go. And usually it's Commander Paul. Yeah. He usually throws something in that you're not expecting. So mm-hmm. this is, again, I always want everybody to feel welcome. I have chairs here for a reason. Maybe someday we'll be like Hannity and I'll have like a little, you know, little mic put over here to get their opinion. Just give you audience, yeah. You never know. And next, next, our, our, next our, thing he's pulling an Oprah and throwing out keys to minivans. You get a car. You get a our car. social media uh, uh, executive said, why do you have chairs set up? Are you expecting an audience? I said, yes, I am. Yeah. We've had people come in and out. Like they for you. come and they listen a little bit and they go and they stay. I mean, it's part of part of the whole deal here. Thank you for stopping by. Nice to see you again. No, I know, but but I got to see you again. And and, and just let your wife know she's not going in a car with me. <laughs> and I mean, that's that's one of the things. Getting back to it, I mean, these are larger organizations. But when you consider the fact that AMVETS is a heel team, AMVETS is truly backing legislation, working with the VA, working with the Department of Defense, working on improving legislation to better the lives of not only current service members, but our nation's veterans and their families. I mean, do we really have to put stock in the amount of members or do we put more stock in whether we're making a difference in the lives of the nation's heroes? I have this comment, this conversation with pastors. And... I had a pastor of 40 years get in a car with me one day. So how many members do you have in your church? I said, 20. He said, oh, I have 2,000. I said, well, sir, that's number, but i rather have a growth in the number Mm -hmm. than just the number. And he stops the car. He says, say that again. I said, well, what's more important, the number or the growth in the number? He said, "Uh uh-oh. He said, what church do you pastor? I told him, he said, I bet I've got work to do. Yeah. The realization is you can have a billion members, but if they're not right. active, right. You know, if they're not, and, and I'm so grateful that, that post 45 gave up their third vice to come and be a guest host with us because a co-host, not a, he's not a guest anymore. <laughs> he's a, this, he has been indoctrinated into mm-hmm. the Embets family radio show. Family You're talking about him. Alex. I'm talking about Alex. Yeah. yeah. But he <laughs> I know, right? is getting an award tomorrow. And I wanted to mention that. I got it today, Barry. Oh, was that that was today? It was today. Wow. You did get it. Yeah. Talk about it real quick because, uh, again, this we, is we got what the, we're talking about. I don't know how to pronounce the name. It's Gromolinski. It's, it's a very Polish name. Okay. Uh, but it's, a, it's the National Award for Community Thank Service. You. So we received that for Post 45 today along with a $1,000 check, which is going to go back into our community service account to help more veterans in the community. Action, man. That's, That's right. But it, it's not just action. It's, it's the love that I see out of every single member that volunteers at our post for what they do. Because they get behind it, and they give up their time that they could be spending with their family, that they could be spending with their friends, they could be spending with their loved one. No matter what, they, you know, they could just be sitting by a lake fishing. But what they're doing is they're going out in the community, and they're making a difference in the lives of every veteran that they can find. And that's what I appreciate most. And it, it, it helps me sleep better at night because I know that there are people in this world who would rather give up their time helping another person who may not be as fortunate or may have been given the runaround. And, you know, Gandhi said something that, that has always stuck with me. I told you this on, my, on the first time I was on your show. Gandhi said, I love your Christ 
for the level of love and care he gives everyone. But I cannot say the same for your Christians because they are not Christ-like. Mm-hmm. And that is the thing is that, that, that these people are loving like Christ. They are going out there. They do not judge. They go out. They ask the concerns of our veterans and their families, and they get them the help that they need, whether it's homelessness, whether it's housing, whether it's food shortage, whether it's power outage, you know, utility problems, whether it's they can't find a good school, their kid has, you know, mm-hmm. behavioral health issues, they can't find a good provider. We, we don't just stop at service claims. We don't just like, here's, here's, a, here's a pile of cash, go get what you want. We, we actually listen. We go out and we, we take the action to love them. We, we, we turn love into a verb and we give it to them. I want those guys to step up and be the heel ambassador. And, and we would love to. I mean, one thing that we've done is a lot of the homeless veterans we serve come back and volunteer with us to help other homeless veterans because they've exactly. been through it. You know, and just like, you know, I, I went through physical therapy at Sherman. I, I've, I had been in that wheelchair just like you are today. And it, it took me over two years to learn how to walk, talk, read, and write again. And, and as you know, I, I'm sure you've done it too. Once you get to a certain point where you're somewhat independent, they ask you to come back and motivate some of the people who have given up. When I was at Walter Reed, some, pe- some of my friends had just given up. They were like, I'm just going to be in this chair forever. And there was a strong possibility of recovery for them, but they had just given up. They had been so defeated. And a lot of people, they, they ask you to come back and talk to them, motivate them to, to actually have a purpose again. And that's what Emphasis provided me. When I got out, it gave me a purpose to keep moving forward and to give back. And I'm glad that we have a chief strategy officer who is putting in the hours with our legislators. We have a you know, chief medical executive who is willing to confront the issues that are plaguing our veterans within the medical community. We have an executive director who has the passion and the dedication to light the fire under the commander's butt and get things going. You know, we, have a new, we have a commander that's outgoing that had a passion and actually cared and wasn't afraid to speak up against the social norms and stand up to major corporations such as NFL, you know, for them who are listening. Goodell, that goes out to you. Um, and then we have an incoming commander who's not afraid to, you know, light a fire under the commanders at bases and say, listen, you're allowing women to be sexually assaulted, men and women to be sexually assaulted under your command, and then you're protecting the offender. We're not going to take that. There's also a, a, an indirect, but in my mind, a, a, a conscientious uh, effort to do one important thing, and it has to do with the defense of our country. Um, the recruitment problem we suffer, having to lower standards to get more people to join, some of that is because people see how veterans are treated, mm-hmm. uh, whether that's good or bad. And we believe that through our Americanism program and promoting uh, respect for the flag, promoting respect for our, our government, respect for our freedom, that we have to allow, um, we have to treat veterans well in order to give these young people a reason to serve their country. It's, there's a direct correlation. If they, if they don't think they're going to be treated well, if all you hear is bad news about how, how veterans' lives are shattered after they leave the service or they're all committing suicide, who's going to want to join that? Well, there's also, there's also and Perry, we actually were talking about this, there's, there's actually talk that you know, a lot of the things you see about veterans are about the, the myth of the broken veteran, <laughs> that every veteran is broken. Michael Emerson just sent me a message about that that I sent you. He yeah. wants to talk about that, the mm-hmm. perception. Mm-hmm. And I think if you guys have a person who has gone through the HEAL program, who, has, who, who is, uh, is willing to talk, I want to get them on 
along with Michael Emerson. And thank you, Michael, for that message. By the way, if you guys ever send an email to ambetsradio@gmail.com or send me a messenger, you better know that I'm going to talk about it. We read it. Because it's important. They are topics that need to be discussed. And so hopefully, um, not tomorrow, but we're not going to have a show on Tuesday because we have to today and tomorrow, but the show after that, if you guys have somebody that we can bring on the show or if we need to wait another week or whatever. Well, we've got somebody who was at our Tennessee Town Hall, the yes. gentleman with the service dog. Yes, I actually know very, him very, very well. And he's I'll, here. Actually. I'll bring him. He's here today. Rob Watkins, he yeah. was beneficiary of oh, he the Oh, he did an interview on us on yeah. Ambit's radio. Yeah. He did a, the, in, in the paper for us. Great. Let's yeah. have him back yeah. on. And, I can I I also there's a tomorrow. gentleman live here who stood up at our town hall two days ago mm-hmm. and said he was pleasantly surprised that he got one-on-one and got gained some benefit. From he had doubt when he called because normally these programs aren't what they say. Like you said at the beginning, you see the number, they, they make the claim, but this was, we were, we were surprised to hear, well, we weren't surprised to hear that he was well served, but the fact that he got up and, and openly stated that he was doubtful and pleasantly surprised, uh, it, it reinforces um, our values as, as advocates that we're doing the right thing. and We're going to stay on that track. But you also have to look at it, the perception that there's a lot of, you know, broken veterans. I mean, how many veterans do you think are here at this convention? I would say about four or five hundred. What? A lot yeah. more than no, that. No, more than I thought. Way I more. Over, over a thousand. Eight hundred? Over at least. Mm-hmm. How many registered are there, I wonder? There's God. Probably eight hundred this morning when the roll call. Yeah. Okay. So then... we have eight hundred veterans here. I, I haven't seen a single one that looks defeated. <laughs> I see veterans who are here. Wanting to help veterans. Yeah, but Alex, veterans to serve veterans. Broken means different for different people. Mm. And, you know, that's, that's the mental health crisis as well. People are not willing to open up for whatever reasons. They don't trust the system anymore. Or they don't consider their issue is more important than somebody who bleeding wound. But to me, crisis means different than uh, in different people. Somebody might just recently lost their job, and they don't want to show it. There's a, a bit of wisdom that I, I pass on at uh, new injuries. When somebody's newly injured, whether it's a few lost limbs or any catastrophic injuries, it's tough. And I say to these young men mostly, but young women as well, life breaks for everyone. But veterans become stronger in those broken places when they have the right people around them, like peer mentors, like uh, people who have gone through, who have been in the hole. And people who can jump in and show them how to get out of it. I mean, that's, that's, it's, it's okay to be broken. It's part of being human. But you can use those scars to remind you of where you've been, how much you've overcome, mm-hmm. and be proud, just like you were as a veteran. You're proud of your experience as a veteran. You're, you know, maybe you've gone through a mental health uh, uh, phase of your life where you had trouble, but it's because you served your country honorably in a way that most people can only dream about. Be proud of that service. Yeah, it's breaking you right now, but when you get it together, you stop taking as many pills, you feel better, you start to influence other veterans who are in that space, you become stronger, and, and, you, and you're thankful for that experience. And I'm sure you share the same sentiment, but uh, you know, I have never felt as jovial or proud in my life as I have helping other veterans. Exactly, yep. You know, when you hear that story from another veteran saying, you changed my life, I, you know, I, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for what you did for me. In fact, when people ask me about the wheelchair, I tell them, uh, when they ask me, uh, do you have regrets? Would you change anything? I tell them no, because if I'm not in this chair, people can't see an example of what resilience looks like. Mm-hmm. And I say that uh, from a humble position, because I've seen a lot of great people who had that impression on me. 
And, and I'm proud to, to, to be a veteran who has to roll around and, and show people that no matter how bad it gets, one, there's somebody probably suffering worse than you, no matter what you're going through. But number two, um, you, get, you get tested because of your strength. You know, God put you in those positions because you're strong enough to take it. And if you believe, exactly. And, and uh, so we hope to see more of that, um, you know, as we see this, these wars continue and more people become broken and hopefully fixed uh, through our intervention. I love having you guys on Amateur. I just want you to know, because I've been here since the very beginning, I've had all kinds of guests, okay, mm-hmm. of all kinds of conversations. But the in-depthness and the love and care that mm-hmm. you guys bring to the table of this show makes this vegetable soup so flavorable to so many people. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for what you continue. This will not be the last time we have you on the air. And I want to go ahead and run a PSA, and then we're going to move on to our next guest, which is going to be our National Deputy Service Director, Dwayne Driscoll. Lana? Lena. 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 Lena, 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 Lena. It's see. okay. I'll excuse you the first few times. Yeah, but how many times have I said it already? I mean, <laughs> he says his grace is sufficient, but your might, yours might not as be. Well, Harry, I don't know about this, but I mean, Sherman looks like he's about to bust out some B.B. King over here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You'll lose a lot of listeners if, uh, if, I, if I go down that road <laughs> with my Thank voice. Thank you guys so much for, for being on MVS Radio, and I look forward to, to having you guys on again. Okay. Thank, Thank you, Harry. you. But we have to get a picture taken now. Oh, yeah. Because that's what we're doing this time now. Yeah. 
Go ahead and sit here and we will get you locked in. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it very much. <laughs> okay, I, I have you on record from 315 to 325. Are we still good on that, or, or you got less time than that? I've got other commitments, but I'll do what we have to do. That, no, no, I, I just want to make sure, thank you, that... that other information on the back side. Okay. I just want to make... Robert E. Lee. Robert E. Lee, That is awesome. <laughs> but wait, what, what happened to Drain Driscoll? I, you'll have to ask him. Dwayne Driscoll. Huh? I, okay, no wonder, because I just introduced this. No wonder. Okay, so. So you got me on there? Robert E. Lee. National Forces Reverse Vice Commander, National Navy Provost Marshal. <laughs> Robert E. Lee. I've had you on the show before, actually. We've talked before. We've we? talked, but I, we've never done this. Well, we're going to now. <laughs> All right, folks, welcome back to AMBETS Radio, show number 72. I've got the National Ford District First Vice Commander and the National Deputy Provost Marshal. And when I say his name, as God is my witness, it is his name, Robert E. Lee. How you doing, Robert? Doing great. Thank you so much for being on. Let me ask you a question, first of all. Can you share with me, uh, because the, the National Deputy Provost Marshal, I'm not too familiar with what that title means. What, what is exactly the uh, The Provost Marshal basically keeps order in the meetings, uh, make sure that there is a uh, we're there for the meeting and not uh, other talk in the background. And in other words, just keep order for, for the meeting. In, in most other organizations, it would be referred to as a sergeant of arms. That doesn't sound like a very exciting job. It, it, is, it is not. It's, uh, uh, normally, we're on the floor from 6 in the morning till 7 at night. Yeah. Really? Really. It's the sergeant we, at arms. It's the chief enforcement officer of the organization. We, we do all the setup. We do all the teardown. and. Uh, it's it's something you gotta want to do. It's <laughs> how long have you been with Ambet? I guess probably twenty eight, thirty years, somewhere in there. What did you start off as? Just about I, I started off at the very bottom as a green hat, and where yeah. I worked my way up uh, uh, through the post, through the the local district, through the Department of Missouri, and up to national level. If things go the way we haven't planned, I will be the commander of the 4th Natural District tomorrow. So, oh. <laughs> so they need your vote. Uh, yes. <laughs> but I, uh, fortunately, I have nobody running against me, but it's still very important that we have the people here. So. If there is a new AMBETS member who is listening, and they do listen to this show, um, of course, I, I even just recently found out we have, we have deployed soldiers in Iraq. Yes. Who listen to the show? Deployed so, servicemen. Yeah. yeah. And women. And so, and and when when they get out and they become a part of AMBETS, what would be some advice that you would give in, in helping them advance within AMBETS? Well, uh, number one is getting them back into the uh, civilian society. That's very important. Getting them adjusted back into the civilian society. Uh, we can do that through uh, very various means. Uh, we have made a concentrated effort to include the families in all our doings, and uh, I think that all that combined is very, very important. Uh, we explain to them the, the benefits and the joys of helping others. And it's a lifestyle. I mean, we just discussed that with Sherman. I mean, some of the 
the, the most the most heartwarming feeling, the best feeling I've ever had is helping another vet. And when that other vet comes back to you and says, you changed my life. I don't know where I'd be without AMVETS and your help. And it just, it lights that fire in your soul and you just can't stop. It's addictive, Perry. And you know, just as well. There, there are so many returning veterans when they come home, they do not want to get involved with another organization. They have, they have had it, uh, and our, our job is to, to turn that around. Uh, I stayed out uh, 20-some years after I got out of the Navy because I just didn't want to get back into a regimented type. Of, once I did, I, I realized the, the joys, like we're talking about, of helping others. If if you allow me, I can tell you a little bit of my story, how I became Please, an amateur. We'd love to. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I, 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 I stayed away on purpose because I didn't want to get in, involved. I, was, I wasn't in the best frame of mind when I came home. So, anyway, I was involved in a golf course. We had an elderly gentleman serving World War II. Came out in the evenings and picked up the aluminum cans, and uh, that was how he supported his extended family. He kept after me and after me, Mr. Lee, you need to join the Abbots. You need to join the Well, normally, I just pushed him off and pushed him off. One day, at closing time, he said, Mr. Lee, you got a minute? He presented me my AMVAC card. This gentleman never had $50 to his name in his life. That's how I got started. Hmm. The the dedication uh, is just amazing. Now, uh, you get in there, we're we're involved in so many things. I mean, uh, the the veterans, their their families, the community, uh, in the the district that I'm involved in, we're we're somewhere in the neighborhood right now. Seventy thousand AMVETs. You take and add the auxiliaries, the sons and the juniors. We're somewhere around that hundred and fifty thousand. You've got that many people helping the veterans and their families and the community. It's just astronomical what we can do. We were just talking about this number because we've been saying since I've been a part of AMBETS here with the radio show, they were talking about the two hundred and fifty thousand members. But I've got a feeling that number is higher. What's your opinion on that? I, I think it is. I, I, I had I don't have the statistics to go by, but but, but just believe it. But just believe it. On today, if he okay. yeah. question that, that right. we're going to ask him, right. because I've got a feeling that number has changed. But, yeah, yes. But the yes. fact yes. of the matter is, is that number doesn't make the difference. What makes the difference is what you can stand behind and say we did for the veterans. Yeah. The 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 other thing that that we take a lot of pride when I say we, okay, is we include all service. We don't yes. worry about the war. We don't worry about that. If you serve one day honorably, you're eligible to be in the ambulance. That is very, very important. That is what separates ambulance from the other you know, organizations, they, for sure. I'm not here to knock the other VSOs. They all got their place, but there are limitations to who they will, will accept. Do you, have the, do you guys have any upcoming events which you wanted to discuss or any, any fundraisers or any special announcements uh, for Post 48? I I would be remiss if I if I said because I I got a full ballot and I am not that closely tied to to our post. But if I can, I'll tell you one of the that we just finished not recently. You know the hurricane that hit Texas and 
in, in Louisiana, Hurricane. our little post, some 400 members, raised over $40,000. That's awesome. Wow. You know what? And, that, and, and I'm glad to hear that because when we did the numbers we did out of our post that we got that national award for today, we did about $849,000 from June to June. And people came to us and they kept saying, that's unrealistic. How do you do yeah. numbers like that? That's unrealistic. But the thing is, is that tells me they're not engaging the volunteers at their post. If you're engaging your volunteers at your post and raise $40,000 for that hurricane, that's what I want to see every post do because they're capable of it, Perry. But it takes that special leadership and engaging your volunteers to get them to do it. And the leadership is exactly right. Uh, the ambits and the community, you got the community behind you. Uh, uh, we contacted the, one of the commanders in, in Texas, told them we were up to, and uh, sent the money down there, and they sent proof back of where the money actually went. There wasn't a penny that was ever charged any expense. And, wow. And it makes a difference. I mean, you know, we've had fundraisers, and that's, that's what I'm talking about, that great feeling, is when they send you photos of what it went towards. Yeah. And you're, you realize, that, you know, you, you can now put a value onto the amount of time you dedicated to this. We, uh, we've got another program that is basically sponsored by our auxiliary, but we help fund it. Uh, the backpack program. There is not a child that leaves our school that does not have a backpack full of food if they, they need it. And that's been going on for, I don't know, a dozen years. How do you put a value in that? How many backpacks do you think? Oh, we got in the neighborhood of 6,000 children. <laughs> and this is on a daily basis. And they continue it during the summer when the kids are away from school. They, we, we know the families that are there struggling. And, and uh, you know, it, you know, it takes a community effort. It takes all of us involved. It takes uh, the AMVETs, the auxiliary, the sons, and the juniors. We're bringing up the juniors. We're, Well, you were a surprise guest today, and I'm grateful that you at least took the time. You know, we also have shows throughout the year besides the national convention. And it's funny because actually we had our next guest on. You were at the, at the in Norfolk, weren't you? We interviewed you at Norfolk, I thought. No, sir. Have, have you been on the show? Have a seat. I have not. Oh, grab that. Grab that. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Robert, thank you, sir. You're, you're welcome. You taking the time. And you're always welcome. There's a card right there for Ambet's Robbie, Radio. I got one There's here. There's a 319 phone number. We have a show every Tuesday. Okay. If you ever have any announcements or any kind, just Anytime shoot. you want me to talk about Ambet's, just let me know. Well, <laughs> well every Tuesday I do that. So <laughs> if you say that, I'll no. hold you to it. No. Well, well uh, I would have loved no, to really, hear some I, stories about Appomattox, but I'm I, pretty I, sure it's a different I, Robert E. Lee. <laughs> I, I, I have been accused of living and dying in ambits, and uh, that's that's where I spend my my time, my life. So, thank you. So, thank you. We have to get a picture with you, and then we'll go to Dwayne. Get a picture. Perfect. Okay. Mr. Driscoll, would you like yes, some water or anything? I'm good. You're, you're next. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you so much. What a better time. 
Mr. Driscoll, it's a pleasure. I have seen you before. Are you sure we've we've never met? Not you were not. Of. You were not at Norfolk. No. I don't think so. <laughs> That's going to drive me mad because I know I have. This is very laid back, by the way. This show is just only laid back. What you see is what you got. I've had about 10 people at the convention this week so far say something similar like, You could be a twin of some guy I know. Perry's Perry just got dementia. Don't want to bother you. <laughs> right. Okay. All right, folks, this is Ambet's Radio Show number 72. We are back, and we have on now the National Deputy Service Director. Mr. Dwayne Driscoll. Dwayne, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. First of all, thank you for taking the time to come on AMBETS Radio. Share with me, what is the National Deputy Service Director responsible for? Well, I oversee the, uh, the National Service Officers that are out in the field. We have uh, over 50 National Service Officers. They're accredited to represent claimants uh, before the Department of Veterans Affairs. They're accredited by the Secretary of Veterans Affairs. Uh, and so basically... What they are, they're called attorneys. In fact, uh, we're not barred attorneys, but uh, we do practice law in the area of Title 38 of the United States Code, which is veterans' benefits. Hmm. Can you use the word Esquire at the end of your name? No, no. No, 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 but that's – I didn't realize that you needed to have that. But if you think about it, you really do because otherwise – it's like the, the, what do they say about the inmates running the, 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 the prison? Or as we say in the military, a barracks lawyer. Well, we're, we're a step above that. You're just a step above a barracks lawyer? Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not attorneys, but we do practice law a little bit. Uh, okay. So our, our expertise is in, in veterans' benefits um, and mostly in the area of VA disability compensation. So well, what a lot of people don't understand, uh, there, there are three sides to the house of the VA. There's the... Um, VHA. The, the Veterans Health Administration. That's where you get your medical care. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the Veterans, uh, the VCA, the cemetery, right? And hopefully we don't need their services for a, a while. And is it VBA? And then there's VBA. That's the Veterans Benefits Administration. So that's that's where we concentrate our efforts as, as service officers. We're trying to help veterans get benefits with, with the Veterans Benefits Administration. Now, there, there are basically several, there are several different benefits and, and more, actually, but uh, there, are, there are death benefits that, you know, for the widow of, of the veteran, uh, if, his, if his death is service-connected, we can help her get some benefits uh, to help her out after he's gone. Um, and then there are also uh, a couple of other benefits. One's called disability compensation, and the other one's called uh, pension. Now, compensation and pension have very specific meanings in, in the VA. Pension is non-service connected. So that means that a veteran that's receiving that pension has a wartime service. He's disabled and not, not able to work, and he meets a certain income requirements. And it's an income-based program. So it doesn't pay a whole lot. It pays uh, maybe about $18,000 a year. The bad thing about that benefit is if you get Social Security or retirement or any other source of income, they subtract an equal amount off the top. So uh, pension is not a great benefit, but uh, if that's the only thing you're eligible for in life, it's okay. It's better than nothing. Uh, the other benefit is, is uh, compensation. So when you say the word compensation, what you mean is uh, service connected. So that means that you have a disability or an Ill- illness or an injury that's directly related to your active duty service. And, and so when you say service connection, usually you're assigned a percentage. And, and based on that is how much you receive. So disability compensation from the VA is intended to compensate you for 
the level of occupational impairment you suffer as a direct result of your active duty service. So the VSO, the, not the VSOs, but the the, um, the officers come NSOs. to you, NSOs come to you, and and you you're basically a consultant for them, correct? N no, he's the one no. who heads them up. Larry. He is the director of the program that the NSOs fall under. So, so there, are, there are a number of veteran service organizations out there besides AMBETS, uh, and, it, and it's, we're called a VSO, Veteran Service Organization. Uh, most of the the main ones are are uh, chartered by Congress, and we've and we've been around a long time. So, uh, because of this relationship and being chartered by Congress, uh, we're required to provide our services uh, free, free of charge to any veteran basically that, that, that comes along. So uh, we can't charge them anything and um, they don't have to be a member of our organization to receive our services. Mm. So, and that's not just AMBITS. That's, that's all the other big veteran service organizations. The American Legion, VFW. I wasn't going to say their names, but. Well, no, again, it, <laughs> it's look, veteran serving veterans. You know, that, that's kind of this great joke about talking about Americans. We're Americans or we're not Americans. I don't care what color, I don't care what religion, I don't care what sex, I don't care what, what you're Americans. So ultimately, the veteran service organizations, they're all providing a service to somebody. And we all certainly can't meet the needs of everybody. We would love to say we can, but it's impossible. So these other organizations fill in the gap to help out. Sure, and, certainly. And, and they're also targeted, too, to a certain, like in, my, in, in the music industry, we call it a genre. Mm -hmm. We're attached to a specific genre, but AMBETS is all genres. It's all encompassing. That's it. And there's no limitations, really. It's omnipotent. Well, you, you, okay, there you go. <laughs> what would you say is probably the hardest part of your job? Um, the hardest part of our job as, as a service officer is, is probably getting the word out. To, you wouldn't believe how many veterans are out there that aren't aware of the benefits that they're eligible for. Or the ones that have been given the runaround, or or bad advice. Yeah, just just straight up bad advice. Now, I, I can. You were talking about death benefits. Now you would automatically assume if your veteran passed away that your your spouse would be taken care of. But you were, I've known spouses that had to fight for at least five years just to get the death benefit they were entitled from their spouse. Yeah, that's true, and and we we see that all the time. You know where. Uh, the veteran has told his wife all these years, hey, when I pass away, the, the VA is going to take care of you. Well, that's not always the case. Uh, uh, the, 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 the death benefits are also similar to the compensation and pension. There's uh, a widow's pension, which is for is a woman that was married to or the, uh, a veteran that was eligible for the non-service connected pension. So in other words, uh, he wasn't service connected for anything, but he had wartime service and she meets the income requirements. That benefit pays even less. That pays about $8,000 a year maybe or something yeah. like that. So it, it's a terrible, terrible benefit. I hate to see somebody even receive it because that means they're, they're destitute practically. Yeah. Now, the other, the other death benefit is called Dependency and Indemnity Compensation, or DIC. Mm -hmm. Now, that benefit is payable. I, I really think that they should change that name because it, it's an awful name. It's a it? horrible <laughs> acronym. <laughs> But, I mean, but that benefit's payable when the veteran's death is somehow related to service. He either died on active duty or he died from a disability that, that was caused by his active duty service. 
Who can, how could you legislate to change that name, by the way? I don't know, but I mean, I mean, don't go there, but I, I, mean, I, I, I wasn't feeding you the line to go there. I was just wondering because you just brought up something that I, that's probably to me one of the most funniest things I've ever heard. <laughs> and I never even knew that existed. So how do you explain that to people when they. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to say something. Can that be changed when, or not? Well, here's my thing is you get kind of like given the runaround on that is that technically meaning. Dicked yes, around. that's exactly what that means. You're, you're, you're getting dicked around on that. But but the end result is still the same. They're not getting treated properly. No. And 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 if the issue is not getting the word out, I'll have you on every Tuesday for five ten minutes. You can get the word out. Well, I mean, and this is the do. thing is that's why you, it, it's horrible. But one on one attention with some of these veterans is exactly what they need. And I wish more people would step to the plate because. When you have all of these pensions and compensations written in legalese, that it, it's so convoluted that even the people within the bureaucracy that are supposed to be dispensing it don't even know how it's supposed to be dispensed. That, that's the problem. You know, I think it was Mark Twain that said that somebody that represents himself has a fool for a client. <laughs> that, that definitely applies in, in this situation be, mm -hmm. because the laws are so complex and there's so many of them. You really need help. You know, and a, and a lot of veterans try to do it on their own and, they, and they're not successful. We have a problem. Uh oh. This is a topic that is not going to get covered in 10 minutes. You know what that means, don't you? Have you <laughs> not, this Tuesday, not this Tuesday coming up, <laughs> but next Tuesday, I'd like to have you on. Because this is a really, if this is, this falls into the new, we have a, 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 a business model now. And part of that business model isn't just talking Sorry, it's about. It's not business. I mean, we're not making no, money on no, of this. No, but it's a model, <laughs> per se. And that model is about education. And I think you bring to the table a very, very valid point that needs to be discussed further. And addressed. That unfortunately, I, we don't have time to cover today. And I didn't, if I would have known, and again, I didn't set the schedule, but if I, I would mean, have known. I mean, this happens every show, Perry. How do we not know at this point? But <laughs> would you be, are you available on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Central? Um, quite possibly. All you have to do is call a phone number. Take that card right there in the three. Right. an email on a day that would work for you, and we'll make it happen. All right. Because this is a very, very important. And this that means there's no way we can. And if you it. have some service officers that would love to come on the show, we'd or love to any, have them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we can we can make a whole we can wrap the whole show around. Because, because, certainly, know, we'd, we'd love to, and because that's what we do. You know, it's veterans helping veterans. That's Ambed's motto. It's our radio motto too. <laughs> you know, we we hope that people can listen to our show and and walk away. You know, a little bit more knowledgeable and a little bit you know change just a little bit more each time they listen. Well, these these benefits are life-changing uh, events. You know, even just getting a 10% evaluation for ringing in your ears opens up all kinds of doors. That makes you and eligible I mean, you, for health care. If you think about 30 years at 10%, let's just say it's five $500 a month, you're looking at about 6000 a year times that by 30 years, Perry. How much money people are leaving on the table? I can actually conclude for the first time why I don't like the national convention shows. Because everybody has to go into meetings and they actually have to stick to a format. And I don't like to conform to any image. But out of respect for everybody's time, I have to. Dwayne, sir, thank you so much for coming on the show. My pleasure. This is just the beginning. I'll be back. We need to get a picture with you. Because we're doing this now. It's a thing. I won't let that happen again. Oh, man. There's a lot of people that need to hear from you. Indeed. Of course, you know that. That's why you're doing what you're doing. What? I've got them coming on next, and then you, right? How do you pronounce
I call her Lena. Okay. No, Lana. Not Lena. Lana is a female professional wrestler. Don't ask why I know that. I think that's what I do. Who has to spend time on your face with this? Come on, brother. Come on. I know. All right. How are you guys doing? Oh, here we go. Struggling. The energy. Yes. Awesome. So short. Struggling to stay away. Sure. So short. Drew, it's been a year. Yeah. All right. Good. Welcome. A lot has changed, hasn't it? Yeah, we can look into it. A lot of things to talk about today. How did the uh, pancake breakfast go? We'll talk about that too. Oh, I go pancakes now. They go tomorrow. Oh, that's Friday. Oh, so we got make oh. sure we. Okay, here, let's. Oh. Yeah, we had the sun's breakfast. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I need to know what time it is. I think it's seven thirty. Harry, I'm a fan. Seven to seven to eight thirty. Yeah, we're, we talked about going there, so yeah, we're gonna be there tomorrow. If you'd like some water, grab a cup. Go for it. All right, welcome back to Ambet's Radio Show number seventy-two, and I got to tell you. I have the come. Uh, I was going to call them the Cummings twins, but they're not really twins. But it, but for a long time we we wanted to have them on together, and now we finally actually have you guys on together. We have got the sons of Ambets commander George Cummings and his daughter Junior Ambets president Courtney Cummings, who is of course a friend of our show, and of course George has been on the show also even recently. But there has been a lot of things going on. For junior ambats, and I, I want to start there because ultimately I know tomorrow. And if I did, you you now know you know what would happen. Just a small correction, sir. Yes. From the national riot. Woo! What? <laughs> you probably <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. He doesn't take national offense. National riders. Okay, hold on. You okay. called him sons of ambats, commander. I, I did. <laughs> riders, <laughs> commander. Riders, commander. Oh, my best friend Harold Collins. She does, man. You know he's a sons and a rider, so he doesn't. I'm in one of those blended groups, so you know you're. You're part of the Suns organization, and I'm a writer. So this is why I love Emmett's radio because I can blow it totally. And guess what? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Oh yeah. Because we're all. You could mess up completely, and people will be like, "Hey, just." I mean, he hasn't made any mistakes yet. He's kind of making me look bad. Perry, that, Perry, that's why I'm Perry, here, Perry. Isn't that why you brought me in? Well, yeah, that's exactly why. I'm <laughs> just, in. Just Let's talk about the junior Ambets. <laughs> oh no. Tomorrow morning, you guys have something going on, and oh, that's what I was going to say. Well, if, actually, I, if, if I didn't mention it, you a certain yeah. somebody, I would have gotten Steve upset. Norwood Perry. would be all over me yeah. for not mentioning this. I would have been upset, Perry, because I like pancakes. I, I, I'm all, a, my inner fatty would have been very upset at you. I know, but I'm not allowed to have carbs. I don't care about your so carb intake. I care about my I'm carb intake. You have juice. Yeah, I care about water. my carb intake. No, hey, a carb cheat every once in a while. It's not that bad. It's not Especially cheating if you enjoy it. That's right. It's cheating, it's it's cheating if you stopped at a huddle house yesterday and had uh, 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 smothered, covered. Uh, is, that, is, that, is, that, is, that, is that huddle house or is that waffle house? Was well, it waffle or huddle? Waffle house. What did I have? Well, huddle. potato, uh, hash browns. Hash browns. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Not bad for three. It's been a long day. You could say well, that. Well, speaking of juniors, Perry, I mean, did, did I even announce it yet on the radio show? What? Oh, your juniors? Host 45 yeah. is going to be the first junior invites in the state of Tennessee. We were able to charge them, so. No. Yeah. Did that just happen here? Really recent, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. I'm pretty sure I just chartered people from Pennsylvania yesterday's meeting. I was able to present their paperwork, basically, that says, hey, we're a juniors post. So, so yeah. Post 45 is the first junior invites within the Department of Tennessee. That's a big step. Oh, yeah. And then next thing we're working on, now that we have 
you know, we got George here. Uh, we're going to be forming a Riders coming up here soon. He is going to form a Riders. <laughs> <laughs> There's no choice. And then, no per- and no then first of January, we're going to be having our career center. The only well, thing we'll be missing is the sad sacks. And they're not far behind. They're well. not far behind. So you're just trying to be the model ambassador. Oh, yeah. And Commander Koob said he is in full support of it. So I guess then that's... I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that because a lot of people from Post 45 are listening. So, so tomorrow morning, pancakes. seven pancakes. to eight pancakes. thirty, or pancakes. when the plates run out, which pancakes. hopefully won't pancakes. be a lot. Pancakes, pancakes. pancakes. There's a purpose for the pancakes. You can't just mention pancakes. But it could be best of both. You had me at pancakes, you have pancakes and donations. Yeah. No, no, but but listen. You had me at pancakes. You go downstairs and have breakfast here. They want twenty dollars. You get okay. it for ten. I, I that's my point. Okay, but you where does the money go? This it, is my point. It doesn't go towards my project, but it goes towards the juniors in general because we don't get a lot of funding, so we need to be able to get funding so we can go on, you know, little trips when we're here at conventions. So, so, so tomorrow morning, instead of spending $20 downstairs, <laughs> please go visit. Where's it going to be at? To be determined, it's kind of like... Oh, you got to figure that out. You don't just dangle pancakes in front of me. It's going to be in the convention center. It's just kind of like figuring out how to get all... Just follow the smell of pancakes. Yeah, just come to the convention center somewhere near Boca 1 and 2. And you'll smell pancakes. Just follow your nose and the scent of pancakes. Just look for kids. You you never... Oh, that's that's even creepier. I mean... Yeah, well... Don't don't search out children, I mean... Well, they're running around. They're... I mean, I, I mean, just you follow your nose. If you smell pancakes, I've I've never gone wrong following two cents. Pancakes or bacon, never never stirred me wrong in my life. I mean, there could be an ice cream truck with uh, with a with a haunting looking clown in it. If there's pancakes and bacon in that truck, I'm getting in. Perry, I mean, put up the wanted and missing posters right I mean, now. I'm getting in that van. Right me, so. Yeah. I just want to know where in his brain he's actually able to come up with that thought, that analogy, because I can't imagine a scary clown being on an ice cream truck. You, you've never watched it? Of course I've watched it, but what does ice cream have to do with it? He had an he ice had cream an truck. Ice yeah. Truck. In, in, the first, in the original? Yeah. It, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, you learn something new on Ambet's radio. I even had a creepy ice cream song. Yeah. What was, the, what was it? John Wayne Gacy out in Chicago, too? Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't want to bring up a serial killer on the show, but I mean... Whatever, it's I mean, AMS Radio. It's, I mean, yeah, we had, but, but I, I will be honest with you. Clowns, <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I mean, bacon, pancakes, creepy clown, and ice cream truck, I'm in it. Put up the put up the missing forward posters, you know, put me on a milk cart, and I'm gone, Perry. And it's the Helper Jr., so I'm in it to win. Yes, I mean, that's, that's even better. That's the whole point. I think that's what he was getting at, but he... Matter of fact, you know something? <laughs> I, will, I, will even, I, I will even have some carbs tomorrow morning. There Thank you. Go. Just to have some pancakes. Might but, as well. But I was going to give already, just to give for the purpose of that, but at the same time... Oh, by the way, he had, he had some carbs already in the hospitality suite, Tennessee's hospitality suite. He I had croissants. Had croissant, but that's lower than regular. You know it, what? You can't follow your diet at convention. You just have you to let go. You gotta let it go. Let it go. Come on, Elsa. Let it go. Let it go. If I let go at the convention, you can blame there me. could be trouble. There could really be trouble all There's, the way across. We, we can go, hey, me. Perry, we could go over the landscaping. We'll get a wheelbarrow. We'll get you back in the car. <laughs> I'm just saying. Let's talk about the riders. Sure. Got, got any upcoming events? 
we well we actually kick our our day off on Friday, starting our convention on Friday, finishing up on Saturday. They're a little late to the program. So wait, you're gonna have a, a one day convention? No, we actually set it up in two days. So we start Friday morning and then we'll finish it up uh, on Saturday. And, and, and you have no ulcers at this point? Not yet. Okay. Yeah. Checking because that's you know we you we, know. we fixed a lot, a lot of stuff for two Gary, days. with our, our unified constitution bylaws. Our, our judge advocate uh, Jim Wickcraft did an awesome job of of getting us uh, formulated with the unified constitution bylaws. And I I'd be honest with you, our conventions have been pretty mild. Because I'll admit to you, I mean, between the stuff going at Post 45, AMVETS Radio, stuff with the state, you know, committees that I'm on, you know, I, I, I pop tums like they're Tic Tacs. <laughs> and uh, it, it still doesn't, like, you know, Pepto-Bismol, sure. Tums. Yeah, yeah. Are you trying to say AMVETS Radio stresses you out? No, Perry, just you. <laughs> just me. Yeah, that doesn't surprise Although I Although, when he found me at the pool this morning, nothing could have stressed me out. I was like. Oh, and that's kind of, oh, yeah, it was nice. yeah, but here's the thing. That's what stressed me out. I'm in a suit. I'm sweaty. He's by the pool in flip-flops and shorts. He, has, he tells me, come sit down. I sit down. The, the, the seat is moist. And, and, and he's like, let's go live. I was like, Perry, if you do this to me, don't, don't do this. You know? And then it, it just he, it wafted over me. But, you know. He was very calm in the video. He did really well. But that's the thing. See, last time we were here, we didn't do all this live stuff. We, I when mean, was the we, last time we were here, Perry? No, no, well, one of us wasn't here then. Well, I was here. But, you weren't here. You but, were in Norfolk. But when I was in Norfolk, we didn't – I mean, I didn't have signs. I didn't have uh, of, of seats like this. I mean, All we, of a sudden, I got pulled out after being sworn in. You're like, hey, come on. And I'm like, what? We have a what quorum. Oh, that, no, that was <laughs> – Yeah, he pulled me out. He's like, hey, let's go. And I'm like, what? This only, time, only at the Amherst National Schedule. Only at oh Perry, only at Amherst Perry. National Convention can you grab a child by the arm and say we're going somewhere. <laughs> yeah. A child you have no idea. Only a child just gets swooped up by an adult, they have no idea who it is. Just grab him by the arm, like we're going somewhere. Do you know how many people greet me a day and I don't know them and I'm like, Yeah, what's up? Like I had that problem earlier. It's every day. Because I forgot. I, I I I guess I've met this person more than once and I just didn't know. And they acted like they were my brother. Right. I just felt, and I mean, what, what do you do? You, you're not going to be rude. You're not going to say, who are you? I just, I shared the love back. And then after I was done, I said, who did I just share love with? Because I, I just, it, 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 it's kind of stressful because you don't want to offend anybody. Oh, yeah. You know, but you guys come here all the time and, and, and you guys are also part of a lot of different events. So we are. Everybody pretty much knows you and you're pretty much a rock star now. So, I mean, and this year for, for us writers, I mean, it's, it's been uh, a pretty important year. It's our tenure. Yeah. So it's kind of nice. I mean, we, we've come a long way. Uh, do, you, do you guys officially have tenure after your tenure? No. We just mm. have a tenure. Okay. <laughs> it's not like a high school reunion, you know, okay. where you, hey, every five years or wherever you get together with your buddies. Not like Welcome Back, Cotter. We, we, we do it every year, so that that's kind of a bonus. But our 10-year our uh, mile mark was, was huge for us. Uh, we did the 10-year patch. Um, we owe our writers to J.P. Brown. Uh, past national commander J.P. Brown backed us. You he's know, actually here at convention too. He Barry. is here at yeah. convention, and yeah. like I said, uh, if it wasn't for J.P. Brown, I mean, we we wouldn't be formed as writers. You know, right. at at the point in time um, when they looked at chartering us 
not a lot of people were on board with us. But like I said, luckily we had JP Brown backing us and, and he actually chartered our, our national charter. So, and it was kind of cool. So like I said, we, as the national writers, we owe a lot of things to JP Brown. So, and that's kind of cool. Now, now Courtney, your, your term is officially ended with the juniors. I see you're still wearing the juniors hat. Are you, when are you switching over to your, your, my okay. term officially ends like September 1st, but after convention, basically, I'm done. Well, here's I'd, my question. Can you run immediately for an auxiliary office? I mean, I could, but... I don't think you legally can because she technically when the juniors... She has to have a gap in term. Well, not so much a gap in term, but the, when they're voting and stuff like that. Technically, she's not a auxiliary member as of yet because oh. she has term end one yeah. and go to the next. But as soon as her term ends from the president's deal, you know, uh, we set it up with our local AMVET juniors to where once they are officially done with the juniors, our juniors are giving their free membership to their parent organization for that first year so that we can keep them in-house. I mean, yeah. these guys are our future. And we set that college. up at our local side. So then that automatically goes into effect for her. And then as uh, uh, we just lost uh, my mother-in-law, Nancy. Kim. Which I wanted to personally, you know, I, was, I, I always find it impersonal to say this over the phone or the radio. But, you know, my, my condolences go out to you guys. Yeah, she was a great woman. She and was like actually I said, the she was, that you yeah. said yeah. you got started into AMVETS, right? Both yep. of us. Okay. I mean, uh, I, we, I didn't even know what AMVETS was, you know. Yeah. And she bought my first membership. She bought Courtney's first membership. I was there almost every, like, almost every other day, and hanging was, out with my old friends. She was a life member, so right. in honor of her grandma and everything, uh, me and the wife, uh, Natalie, is going to basically get her her first life membership with the auxiliary. So um, she'll be continuing on in the auxiliary, and I know she'll do great things. You're how old now? 18. Hey, Dan, you think by 30 she'll be auxiliary president? Someone said that. I know someone. That's where I got it from. Someone told me that, and I was like, I told, was that you who said that? Yeah. We, we totally see that. I mean, that's – how awesome is I that? I mean, a lot of people do. I don't know. They just think oh, – they're like, oh, you're such a great speaker. Like, we can see you in, like, a couple of years. I was like, a couple of years? I need to go through college Perry, first. Perry, <laughs> you, know, you know I like conversation that gets a little – yeah. Dicey, right? Yeah. Courtney, what do you have on your left hand? Oh no, it's not like that. It only fits on. I'll prove it to you right now. It only fits on the like. It doesn't fit on this one. It doesn't fit on that. Yeah, sure. It doesn't. So, so I can imagine this now, right? Okay, welcome to Ambet Show Radio, eleven hundred and forty-two. I like to now bring up the ladies' auxiliary president. Courtney Cummings. Would it be Courtney Cummings that, at that point? That, that's well, who kind knows? of. That's I, assuming she's a seamstress at that point. Who knows? She might hyphen her name. You know? She might hyphen it. You know. Yeah. Hyphenation. You never know. know. Strong, independent woman. She Depends don't need no on man. how I feel at old age back well, then. Oh God, I'm turning thirty next year. <laughs> don't you start that. Obviously, we could just have a full hour on you guys because oh, yeah. of the, the conversation. Was there any other announcements or anything which you guys have not talked about that you want that you were told to cover or need to cover? I just want to throw it out there as far as the <clears throat> National Hill team, um, the National Riders is basically back in that just like what we do, uh, the Rider 22, uh, suicide prevention. And I've talked with Commander about getting uh, patches made. We're going to work that out, get that pumped out to the National Riders, and really back the Hill team. I, I think it's a great program with suicide prevention. 
and uh, I think the riders can pull it off. So that's going to be my uh, focus for next year. If I get reelected, I am running for another term. So hopefully you'll see me. So you're here here on AMVETS Radio. If you are voting here at the National Convention and you are an AMVETS rider, Harold Collins is running again for president. What? Oh, jeez. Oh, he no. His turn. Oh, no. Perry jinxed me. Perry got, jinxed me. Any blame George me. Cummings. <laughs> we got Perry jinxed me, Perry. I didn't do anything. It's okay. They're like well, dancing. When you started out with saying that it was the commander of the sun, all I could think about was Harold Collins. It's okay. They're like this together. They never yeah. leave oh. each other's side. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for coming. Uh, Ray, we're already falling a little bit behind, but I just want to thank you. Let's get your picture because yep. we are doing that now. And we are going to... Courtney, you knew I had to ask about that. Oh, yeah. I saw it and I had to. No, but it's not going to be any reason. It I'm glad you didn't. Thank you for your patience. I'm only four minutes behind. How are you guys on on time? Are you are you are we close? Very short. Okay. It will be like hello and thank you. No, it can't be that short. All right, folks. All right, folks. Welcome back to Ambet's Radio Show number seventy-two. We have a brand new friend of Ambet's Radio who's joining us on the air today. It's the National Human Resource Director, Pimja. And how do you pronounce your last name? Crot. Crot. Tell us what it is that you do. Well, um, actually, my position is human resources officer. Oh. And so it's kind of like equivalent. So taking care of the, you know, human resources, human resources for the headquarters, <laughs> National Service Foundation, and Lady Auxiliary. So do you provide so resources to humans, right? Yeah, everybody. So what kind of resources? Paperwork? No. <laughs> Insurance plans? No, no, seriously. Yeah, but, well, basically, so, you know, we were talking about um, helping the organization, finding a right person, put them in the right place, and when they come in here. Like Joe Chanelli and Sherman Gillums. Exactly. Yeah. Lena. Lena. Everybody. Lena McKenzie. National Service Officer, thrift stores. So you have the responsibility of finding all these? Harry well, Neal. Well, Harry is before my time, so, uh, you know. Well, Still taking he, yeah, care of him, I think though. he's before a lot of people's time. We love you, Harry. <laughs> well, basically, um, you know, if they're there before <laughs> my time, I'm taking care of them, make them feel comfortable. Yes. You know, so. That's never 
you want to hear. Like, we're just going to make you feel comfortable. Yeah, but it's just know, like in a hospital, feels, right? It feels like we're going to go into a hospital and like, we're just going to make you feel comfortable. No, no, but, but, but she has a point. Yeah, so... Well, basically, you know, if you're not feel comfortable at mm-hmm. the workplace, is you know, it's not good. It's so not fun. I, I don't do a good job then. So, uh, I mean, yeah. that's why we, that's why I love Ambits Radio is because it's always comfortable and we have a lot of fun. Yeah. How did you first hear about Ambits? Um, this is a thing. So, um, I, well, I was working actually, well, still working, um, as a volunteer for the DC SHRM, so Society for Human Resources Management, um, DC chapter. Then one of my directors said, hey, you know what, Pim, um, I have a good friend that's working at the nonprofit that you, you know, would like to go to a nonprofit organization. I said, oh, sounds cool. What's the name? Amvets. I said, what's Amvets? Like Salvation Army? And I said, no, it's all a different thing. So look at the website. And I said, this is really cool. So I want to learn more about that. And then I got a chance two years ago, went and um, talked to executive director, and um, at that time is my predecessor. And then they said, okay, well, come on in. And been there ever since. And I loved it. It's awesome. Yeah. What about your job do you love most? I think I start from working in hospitality. And I said, you know, I like working with people, helping with people. And then now I kind of changing a little bit for um, doing accounting for a couple of years. And I said, paperwork sucks. Yeah. So then I said, I want to go back and work with people. And then I said, what else can I do? So Rona Metro in DC and they say, Master Degree in Human Resources. I said, Well, might as well just go and get that. Might be fun, right? Human people. There you go. So find my way. And then I said, you know what? Every day talking to people, helping helping them to find their way. Actually, it's like, you know, the most fun part. And then also, I like, you know, kind of juicy stuff, as I was saying. So, <laughs> so you're like a cartographer. You're laying out the so, map work. Or- solve, solving problems. And then also, like, you know, conflict resolution. I said, hey, you know, what happened? And people coming in and um, talking about problems, things like that that happening. And I said, tell me more. This is just like, you know, you have a soap opera. Every day. Uh, that's awesome. So, <laughs> Dr. Filling. So, are you telling me then that your ears mm-hmm. has to listen to all of these? these because again, you're dealing yeah. with human resources, so they come to you with all these issues, mm-hmm. and, and you get to internalize all of this information, exactly, and then do what with it? Well, so you'll help them. Sometimes people doesn't want you saying fix the problem for them. They want someone to listen to them. So now active listener is really important, right? Well, how do you, how do you like decompress? Well, I think that, you know, if you have a punching bag at home, you're good to okay, go. Okay, I was going to say, because all of a sudden, like, you know, I could just see it. Pim's listening to all of this venting and, you know, relentless, you know, griping. And, and then she turns into Ronda Rousey. That yeah, makes next sense. Thing, you know, I mean, Pim's <laughs> beating me over the head with this silver water container. Yeah, all right. Just, can't take it anymore. No, no. Say, so, I don't care. About your parking spot, sir. <laughs> no, it's like, you know, it's come with experience. Majority of the time that, you know, I'm also a Buddhist. So okay. now I believe in like, you know, several different things, you know, meditation, all different kinds of so, things. So well, here's the thing. You, do you believe in reincarnation as well? Oh, yeah, I do too. So, so being in human resources, I mean, she would be the equivalent of Mother Teresa to our faith. And, you know, next thing you know, she's going to be coming hey, back as like go, something don't go amazing. That far. <laughs> She'll come back as something amazing, like... If, if 
Yeah. If reincarnation happened to me, I'd probably come back as like a caterpillar. Just because I would like be like easily squished or something. No, caterpillars is good. You know why? Oh, because no after, after that, they turn yeah. into a butterfly. butterfly. Oh, that's right. See? What what is a, what what comes from a moth? Well, anything with wings is good. Oh, I didn't know. I that. I mean, you can fly. You can just run around and go and flap your wings. And I go. think he needs to make an appointment with you right away. Okay. That's a serious problem. I think you have an issue. Very serious. Matter of fact, I think we'll just have to, to put him on hold for one or two shows. Ooh. Meet with you. Let you Ooh. deal with these human resource issues. Ooh. I know, yes. right? Now, as we always tell all of our guests, you're always welcome back. This is not. The only time we have a show. Every Tuesday we have a show. Okay. So I want you to take. And sometimes cards. Wednesdays and Thursdays. Okay. Are you adding shows all of a sudden? Well, we have today's Thursday, right? Yeah, but that's just for the. And Fridays. If you could take some cards with you, and there's a three one nine phone number. If you ever have any announcements, any kind of anything, all you do is call that phone number. Okay. It goes directly into the control panel, and I bring you right into the show. Even if you're the punching bank breaks. The only difference between Ambet's Radio Live at the convention. And Ambet's radio is that I wear different clothes. Sometimes I don't wear clothes. That's weird, but that's okay. <laughs> now people have a whole different perception of Ambet's radio than I wanted. You see? But that's what I love about radio. They don't see it. I mean, maybe, maybe I do have clothes on. Maybe I don't. Who knows? You'll just have wow. to tune in. Wow. Now we're going to have to talk about different policy here, right? <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, before I go, I want to yes. shout out. Shout out? Yes, mm. I want to thank to all my employees, my staff is here, you know, in this convention. Um, I know there's so many of them here, and I don't want uh, to be like, you know, thank you, Mouse. And I don't want to kind of drop anybody, but especially like two people that I want to say their names, Serena Bullock and Janet Barnes. Love them. Well, Miles, she didn't even say your name. She did. Uh, she did. I already said thanks, Miles. Yeah, that, but what's Miles' full name? I don't even know Miles' full name. I mean, well, she, she dropped Mickey the last Mickey names on the last two people. They call him Mickey. So anyway, so the ladies work really hard, and um, you know, I want them to have a good time as well. So thanks, girls. Thank you very much. Thank I got your back, Thank Miles. <laughs> Thank now, you. Let's get a picture. Miles. <laughs> Here we go. All right, Reg. Great. Come on. Come on, Greg. Come That's on, a Reg. great idea. Perfect. That way, that way it gets you in line with where you need to be. I'm telling you. Now, here's the thing, Gary. Greg just lives like a, a couple hours away from me in Kentucky, and I've yet to meet him, and it's probably because he's always traveling. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much on the road. I had a much more controllable co-host last time uh-huh. than this time. Yeah, he's, he's kind of out of control, man. But that's why we love. Them. I understand. I, 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 the leadership, I'll take care of it. You have my word. <laughs> All right, folks. Welcome back to Ambet's Radio Show number 72. It is an honor and a privilege to have with us this afternoon the first vice commander, Reed Riley, and joining him is the third vice commander, Greg Hune, both 
both regulars on AMBETS Radio. Guys, how you doing? Just good. Outstanding. Well, we're, we're going to start with you, sir, because you are going to be the man of the hour. Let's hope so. As our new national commander, if, if all the voting goes correctly. Or you're running unopposed at this point. Is there any more nominations or have we done final One more nomination. Oh, we've got one okay. more nomination. So if he goes unopposed on that nomination, we are looking at our next commander. Well, one of the things which I was talking to Commander Polk about, and he, he said he's had some conversations with you to prepare you for the position that you're going into. If it's voted and if you become the national, national commander, what it is some of the things that you're going to work for within the next 365 days? Well, first of all, I'm going to uh, try and get everybody on the same page. Uh, and that means uh, working on communication, communicating with the uh, office staff, which is, uh, don't get me wrong, a very, very good uh, uh, bunch of people who, who seem to have uh, the communication part down. But I also want to extend that communication out to our departments and to our local posts. So everybody can, instead of just getting frustrated, they start from where it should start, go to where it should go next, and then next after that. That way, uh, there's people talking to each other, letting them know that, you know, the national is there for them, their departments are there for them, and the local posts and are, are there for their members. And that's the first thing I'm going to work on. Are you expecting the job to be easy? No. I I knew that from the 14 years I served as a deputy provost marshal from all the commanders in the position at that time. And as I went through the chairs uh, from the, the commanders who I worked for, no, it's not going to be an easy job. Have you, did you have a conversation with uh, Wilkie? Yes. Uh, first thing I asked him was if he was a member of AMBETS, and he said no. And I reached into my wallet and gave him, and hey, first vice is in charge of membership. Absolutely. No, that's it. That's that's how you got to do it. That's it. I gave him an application, and the commander did one better, offered him a life membership. Of course. Yeah, what is this lamp post that everybody has on their collar? That's the Lady Auxiliaries uh, project. Oh, for the Freedoms Foundation. Yes, and you, yeah, and she, she sells you these for five dollars, and it's one hundred percent profit. Uh, these were donated, so every dime she gets off of them goes straight back into the Freedom Foundation to awesome. to replace. They got to relamp it, but it's all antiquated. And she said the last time that they was there, it was it was getting dark and half of them worked and half of them didn't work and the ones that did work were flickering on and off and so she's that she made that her project. Now you're running for second vice. Second vice. Right? Yes. Got any people going up against you? Uh, I'm unopposed as of now. Okay. So so we'll know Saturday. Saturday it's uh, elections are open until Saturday. So one we'll the, have one more round of nominations. One of the greatest things that I love about having this radio show be over a year now is that I've been able to talk with you guys where you were and now to see where, where you've gone. And one of the things which the commander and, and, and we talked about was the future of AMBETS. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that on every radio show and probably why I respect you as much as I do is your love for the women veteran and your push for that. And right behind you is Jan Brown, who could be our next national commander and the first female national commander in 
a year from now, Louisville, Kentucky. Look at how the landscape will change for VSOs. And I, I mean, you guys have been in this a lot longer than me. But in your opinion, how how do you see this playing out? I mean, it's massive. Truly, it is massive. The uh, female veteran is the best kept secret among all the VSOs. But the invet stepped up, not just on my account, but the invet as, as a whole stepped up and realized that our membership could possibly double with female veterans. There are 15% of our armed forces are female veterans, female. And that 15% could be anywhere between five to, well, the 50 to 100,000. And if we could touch half of them, our organization would benefit with, with huge amounts of growth uh, and, and go to where we're not in one or two states yet, but we, that would help us to get there. One of the questions that we were talking about before you guys got here was this 250,000 number that has been thrown around. And I think that number is much higher. And I can't wait to get Harry Neal on to see if I can get a number. But where would you say that number is now? Because with the, with the please stand thing and the number of members, you would think, I know some die and some or some quit or some whatever, but where do you think the number's at now? I'm I'm going to guess it to be probably in the 270 to 280 range. I agree with that. Yeah. Because when Harry comes, I'm gonna let him know that that each one of them put 100 bucks in to see who's the closest. Well, we have 270, 280, and then 300. Exactly 300. So I'm just curious because again, on all the literature, I keep seeing this 250, and I'm thinking if we are saying for for two years now that we're 250, we haven't grown at all. No, we we have. We have. We've got, uh, <clears throat> you talking about the ladies earlier, we've got two posts in Kentucky that have um, women commanders, as well as um, the commander that I replaced when I was department commander was uh, a female veteran. So, and it does make a difference. <laughs> it makes a profound difference when you, when you put them in them, when you put the lady veterans in them, in them seats, they have a uh, uh, an easier way of reaching out and grabbing uh, veterans and bringing them into the organization. Now, have you guys noticed a lot of female veterans flocking towards the auxiliary as opposed to AMBETs? No, no, not really. There, there are some. There's, there, yeah. there are some, but uh, the the female veteran that has joined AMBETs, uh, the majority of them, if not 99.5% of them. Uh, they joined to uh, represent a female veteran with the organization. Now, now, Greg, you're going to come in as the second vice reserve programs officer. Right. What do you want to see improved when it comes to programs? Because I'm the third vice commander at Post 45 in, in Tennessee. Our, our reporting is terrible. I mean, I, I think that's the first thing that, and there's some people saying that the new, um, the new setup with our computer system I, I would absolutely disagree. I mean, they, they don't. They don't. Well, and you're you're younger, and you're a little more savvy with, with right. navigating a computer than you know. You you take a, a 65 year old man or lady uh, who who is involved with reporting the programs. It may not be as easy for them to navigate. I, I mean, they're used to the old system, and and probably once they get used to the newer system, they'll find it to be easier and more manageable. But at this current point and situation, you you 
you took their old Buick away from them and you gave them a Chevy, you know? So now, now they got to learn how the windshield wipers come on and you know, it's, it's a change. So how, so, so in other words, if that's what you're taking on, Godspeed, because that's, again, it's change is hard for people. Right. What are some of the things that we can do at Emmett's radio or at the post level or what level can we do to help in, in, in you achieving this? Well, I think the first thing is, is I, I haven't dealt with programs um, for a few years now, but I, once I get into the system and look at it, I, I think we can probably create a, a cheat sheet, if you will, and send it out to the second vices. And in Kentucky, um, our second vice and our first vice had training programs on how to handle uh, membership and how to handle programs. So they actually, when we had our quarterly meetings, if the post commanders were there, they got trained on how that system works so they could take it back to their post. See, at our post, it's kind of weird. I'm the third vice commander, but our second vice handles just Americanism. And then our third vice, which is me, is both the community service and programs officer and the legislative officer. Is that normal? No. No. But... Here again, different different strokes, different yeah. folks, man. I there mean, could be five or six, maybe a hundred posts, just mm -hmm. like his. With the uh, one officer, uh, first vice doing membership and maybe uh, legislative. Yep. Because uh, some posts don't have third vices. So, so do you have to mandate them to, to remain the same, or you just have to do whatever it is that you need to do to help them proceed forward? I mean, how do you? They they should know what the job description is when they apply for that, to run for that position. And if they don't know, ask someone who has been there and done that, and they, can get, they can get the knowledge to, to uh, there's get also, what they need. There's an, also, there's, a, there's an officer's manual online that you can download. Uh, your, your CBLs, you can download off of amvets.org. Um, and it describes they, the responsibilities. They touch the responsibilities in the CBLs of the different positions. But the, if you want a more enhanced and more purified version of what the job description is, then you go into the officer's manual. And the officer's manual breaks it down into a little bit more in depth. Is there any, for this new reporting package, is there any online tools that are being used for as training to help like screenshots and stuff on how to do things is there anything that exists? there's a little bit of a cheat sheet that goes along with it but is it not so maybe it's not as in-depth as it should be and it's not as accessible maybe that's a good place to start again i'm I, you're for the position you're and i think that's what he was alluding to is getting a more enhanced cheat sheet to it okay yeah it, it just simplify things and you know it is simple for our younger our younger group to come in there because our younger group was raised on computers you know our, our age group a computer was uh, a chinese calculator you know and about about half of them don't know what that is <laughs> so you know it, it's it's where we're at now and and it's going to get better we just got to work with what we got right now and, and get everybody trained to use these systems. Now, one thing is, is, and there was a lot of contention within our department. 
Last year, I posted $849,000 in community service program value. Our post also did one-third of the national program value for homeless veterans. Now, what can you, now, I don't see that as an unrealistic thing. What I find hard to believe about that is it's so difficult for other posts to accomplish goals like that. I, I think that the goals are being accomplished. I think they're not being reported. That's why I said we're going to get better at making report. We're going to do better at reporting. Uh, it's going to be my job. Force you to work harder. I love competition. It's, I don't mind working harder. I love competition. Competition breeds necessity, and you know. It's 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 going to be my job to make sure we're reporting better. Perfect. That is going to be my job. So I mean, we we report, but we 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 are failing to report everything. I mean, I, I, I just find it unacceptable that we we have um, departments that ain't 100%. I mean, I find it unacceptable. I mean, it, somehow, some way, that post that's not reporting, somebody needs to reach out and ask, how come? What's going on in your post that you're not making your And reports? that's one thing that we talked about last show is about possibly streamlining the, the process to remove officers that are derelicting their duties. Oh, yes, yes, I remember you were on for that show. That's, but that's even right. when we were driving, we were talking about this. He doesn't report half the stuff he does. Is it because he doesn't know how to? Or is it because he doesn't? he's not computer literate enough to get on the system to put it in? I am not computer, I'm not computer literate. So how do you report your stuff? So do you have somebody at your post that you can like give a handwritten report or something for the week or that he can put it in? or uh, I, when, when I was a commander of Post 61 in Louisville, um, I actually, when you come in and sign in for the meeting, most of the people that show up at that meeting, we've usually got anywhere from probably 40 to 60 veterans at our annual meeting, our monthly meeting. There's usually between 40 and 60. We have a very active post. And we actually have program hours sheet sitting there for you to fill out how many hours, how much travel, uh, if you donated, what you donated, and it gets filled out. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what keeps... Where does it go? Once it gets filled out, where does it go? Because someone has... Second scored. Vice takes it in to the computer, sits and down and in. puts it in. There you go. So that's... When we were driving, he doesn't have a, a, a public relations officer. I told him, I said, yeah, I made you a Facebook page. Start using. Well, I don't have anybody. Well, he thought it. I said, Well, look, we got 14 more hours to go. Is there anybody you can think of? He said, Yeah. He made a phone call. Guy said, I'm in. Bingo, bongo, bango. So if it's and that's what that's why MS read the first time he ever came on and talked about what he did, we got a call in from someone that said, Well, I never knew I could put my those hours in. I never. And so then now all of a sudden they're starting to do that. So again, this communication. You are. What do you mean? You're this. Bet, the the bet, show's bet, here. It's. It's. I bet I'm putting 40 hours a week that I'm and you know that counts at 24 dollars an hour, right? <coughs> so 24. That's 200 times four. You're looking at about 900 dollars worth of program value a week. A week. A week. Times four weeks a month. That's times 52. Yes. Yeah. Who, who gets that money? That's uh, that's what keeps all, that's what that's keeps, what keeps us a nonprofit. Yeah. If you don't turn in those hours, then Ambit's is. That's what keeps our C19 alive. I wonder how many people are like this. A bunch. More oh, than you yeah. know. More than you. There's know. a lot of people that do. But how do we correct for, that? 
Yeah, how do people how do we, they, no, he just we just said how to correct it. So we, hey, Miles, if you hear this, take this snippet right here and share this on headquarters on about getting the piece of paper and doing what we've got to do, because that's... I bet every, every time we, I get out from bingo, I go shop for FNs. That's, that's part of those hours I don't turn in. I, that's three or four hours right there, usually, two to four hours. And I go to... Little Rock to do my shopping for here and there, you know, that I don't ever turn in. And that, that's them that stuff, you know. That exactly. I don't ever turn it in. But you got, you, and see, it ain't just ours. Yeah. It's you've mileage. Got, you've got mileage. Cost. I never turn any of it in. You've got all that. Yeah. That, that's all in there. That's all in there. And if you're out doing running, if you have to buy lunch during the middle of your running because it keeps you out an extended period of time, that's part of it. Mm-hmm. And I send it to the national and get money, or do I just? Well, you don't get money. Post or the national just gets credit for credit. those man hours. Okay. okay. And then and that man hours is what keeps our our C three and our C nineteen or our C nineteen alive. And then you're eligible to apply for awards such yes. as like the Americanism Award. Like we at Post Forty Five, we won the National Community Service Award today, and came with a thousand dollar check. Your department. Could get fifteen hundred dollars if you win the Americanism one. What is that? Well, I'm not sure I keep it up with keep up with it because it, it, it's. I mean, I put in a lot of time, and my mileage. I put two, three, four hundred miles a week on it. And what can also help is and, and is we found that if you have a public relations well, no. officer, putting that volunteer hours into the local newspaper, putting it out, you're going to get more members in because now they don't see you as just a bar or a club. They, they see you doing the good stuff in the community. Like we put out a, a PR, a public relations uh, announcement the other day, a, a PSA to our local newspaper that we did 22,000 hours last year. We had people call up and say, well, we thought you were just a club. I mean, you guys are doing great things. How could I get more involved? Well, we, uh, I ran into a gentleman. And then it's actually more hours too. <laughs> I ran into a gentleman in the airport on, on what you're saying. Uh, about it being just a bar, mm-hmm. and he joined a Anvis post, and I can't recall where it was at, but he was telling me that when he went in, he said, I went in, sat down, I drank a beer, I got up and left. He said it was, you know, he said, I didn't see it anything much more in a bar. So I gave him one of my cards, and I said, do me a favor. On there is our Anvis webpage. Go to our Anvis webpage and look what we do behind the scene. That canteen provides us a place to meet to earn the capital that we need to get out and do what we do. That gives us our own place. That's what that's for. So as though some people use it like that, yeah, they probably do. But that's okay. Out of them 10 people that does that, two of them or one of them is an active participant with the AMVETS who's out lobbying for veterans' rights or um, change within the or raising money for a homeless veteran or, or uh, spending a few hours a week as a VAVS rep at the, at the local uh, veterans' hospital. That's what that provides. So, it, you know, you can't always judge the book by its cover. It's also, it's also a good recruiting uh, tool, a way of doing things. Uh, Somebody sees this this man right here doing this all the time. He may approach him and say, "Hey, why do you do this?" And he starts to tell him about ambits. And like I always say, keep an application in your pocket, 
in your wallet. Filled out. Here. At 2.30 in the morning this morning, when we stopped to get gas, there was a veteran there. And he came out. They thought he was the mayor. This is our little joke. Because the way he has a sticker on his white car, he looks like the mayor. And, and he's so got everybody a thought he was the blue tie. But, and he, but the point is, is that he wasn't wearing the tie at 2.30. But ultimately, he came out, and that's exactly what he did. And, he, and the guy was clearly, he had some drink in him. And he was, but, so, I mean, he's, he's reaching out. But I, 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 I think if this show... Did anything today? It's helped you with your service hours, and that's that's the goal. That's the thing. That's what we do. And that's why we inform. That I'm pushing so hard to get keep this show alive because this show teaches a lot of people a lot of things. It's not just. I mean, it's not just me talking to you. This man here is talking to how many people listening to him? In 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 one week, every week he's, he's listening to it. Now, he, he said something to me the other night, that well, last night, while we were on the way down here, made sense, too. Get some people to come in, young, un, unmembers, you know, that, that, that's veterans, that, that, not a member. Get them on the show. Let them listen to what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And then have applications, have them fill it out. You know how many specials, like veterans, organizations, I bring into interview? Mm-hmm. And while I'm talking, but for, not on the interview, but when, after I'm done. Oh, yeah, we've had three or four. I asked them, are you a member? They go, no. I said, why haven't you signed up yet? What are you waiting for? So then I sent Harry Neal an email to find someone in his area to reach right. out. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know if there's right. ever a connection made, but in the end, I just wonder how many people we connect with on a daily basis that are not members of AMPATS, like Clay Greenfield, for example. That's right. what he mentioned. And, I mean, this conversation, this is <laughs> – where, speaking of where is Harry? Well, I'll tell you what you should do. How dare when you? When you go home – <laughs> Go to the store, get yourself a little notebook. Exactly when you, when you start when you start on Monday morning going to do something for Ambits, write that mile start writing, start write what you did, what you spent. There you go. I actually have a sheet that has been working really well for me, and, and we actually had our post created an entire volunteer application packet handbook and, and a guide on how to report. If you like, after the show, a little later on tonight, I could get it to all of you all. I'd really like you guys to check it out. And then six months from now? Let's look at his reporting, and I'm going to interview him, and let's take that clip and send that clip to every post and see if in the country to say, look, if he can do it, especially me, anybody can do it. You know what I mean? That's, that's right. I, awesome. I agree with you. It's good. It's good. And that's why I'm fighting so hard to keep this man alive, so to speak. You know, his, his show alive. That's why. Well, if he that's keeps me around, he might have a heart attack a little too soon. Like <laughs> stroke well, out. That's where you guys' problem. <laughs> so you know you love me, Perry. We've got, we've got posters back in Pennsylvania and just about all of our uh, canteens that uh, listen to Ambeds Radio. That's it. It's being pushed. Yeah. Where are you from in Pennsylvania, Reach? Pittsburgh. Okay, I have family out in Wilkes Barre. I, I grew up near Scranton. That's northeast Valley, New northeast York. Northeast of me. I'm yep. You a Pirates fan, I'm assuming? Stiller fan. Okay. Pirates. Eh. Uh, you like you like to see them win, but you know it doesn't happen too often, does it? Not enough money spent there. <laughs> well, we did it. That was man. We I that was exactly. You never plan any of this. No. That was exactly. That was a very very. I think we need to now. I'm torn between what do we talk about in the next show because I think this is a big. Are you available a week from Tuesday? Huh? Are you available a week from Tuesday? I will be if you want me to. Yeah, we'd love to have you. Let's have this conversation uh, again because, 
and 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 that'll be two weeks. You'll have of, of reporting. Okay, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna hold you accountable. And I'll, I'll definitely when we get done with the show, I'm gonna send him that email. Good. Because and I'm gonna call in and make sure you bought your notebook. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks from now. Actually, you're not gonna need the notebook because that sheet that I'm gonna give him is gonna have it on it. Well, he'll give you a sheet to, that you could copy with. Okay, uh, that'd be even better. Well, folks, thank you for joining us on Amos Radio 72. We will be here tomorrow to continue on our show. Thank you so much for joining us. May the Lord continue to bless and guide you each and every day. And remember, ambetsradio.com.